0: Welcome into Mama's Football here on AM 1330 at the 94.1 WRAM. And those listening online at RadioMama.com, we appreciate it. And if you went the extra mile and are listening on our app from your Google Play or Apple App Store, 1330 WRAM, we appreciate that even more. You went the extra step. It's Scott's Football in a chilly but sunny... And uh, not a whole lot of breeze here at April Memorial Stadium. I'm Sean Tubble, all time, Mr. Brett Dugan. How you
1: doing, Mr. Dugan? I'm doing well. I had a three-week sabbatical <laughs> from doing this. So I'm not going to rest off today. But, yeah, doing well, Sean, and, and looking forward to getting back in, into watching some mom's college football. Well, while you've been going, the Scots have been playing some pretty darn good football. They have, especially on the defensive side. Yeah. Uh, they've been playing real well, and even the punt team, uh, we we watched probably their worst game um, against Warburg there the first game of the year and they definitely cleaned some things up there and and I know nationally in the top nationally ranked as far as average goes and punt team and. And a lot, a lot to say for that when you're doing that end of the thing, and you got a good defense to fall back on. Well, Mr. Fletcher, Addison Fletcher actually had, he was on some preseason pubs about being one of the best punters
0: in the Midwest, and that's no surprise here because he followed up Joey Beal, who was uh, one of the best punters in in the Midwest.
1: So. Yeah, and, and you know, and he also kicked uh, extra points the field goal yep. for it too. <laughs> right, right Yeah, just. Um, Anytime you got to have a guy to come in and fill those kind of shoes and, and then he does fill those shoes, that's always a nice uh, attribute to the program. And, and it just keeps building, and that's, that's the plus side to mom college football.
0: Um, do we start calling this place Punter U?
1: Is that what we start calling uh, I don't know if you want to be known no, for that. Gonna, I think <laughs> the, the offensive coordinator, Coach Freedad, would probably have a problem with that one. But, uh, yeah, it's always a nice thing to fall back on. And, like, we always know Coach Bond is a defensive guy, um, first and foremost. But uh, he always he always brings that tough defense, uh, especially defensive line, to the table. And when you got a good punt team that can pin, pin the offense back, you know that's a good thing to rely on.
0: Scouts coming off a just a fantastic game. If you both got a chance to listen last Saturday, just a fun game to call. And it's, I think it's the third straight University of Chicago game that we can call an instant classic. Scouts get a 23 to 20 win, uh, had a big lead early and with 10 nothing, 14 nothing I think early, and then fell behind by 10, 20 to 10. And then score the final thirteen points of that ball game. Just a fun game to
1: a cut check win. And then a team win. You know, uh the phrase winning ugly sometimes <laughs> can come into play and then you know a coach is always gonna throw their arms up going, We didn't do this right, didn't do that right and you know, but in the end of the day when you win, um and we we talked about this off the air. In every category we you know, they had thirty seven minutes of possession, we had twenty three. Um, they had more yards rushing, they had more yards receiving. They had, just throughout the statistical line, they had more more than what Mama College did, but at the end of the day, 23-20 is the final, and and you get the mark one in your win column. But uh, when you get to do that, that's that's a good day.
0: Yeah, that's the third straight win of the University of Chicago, and that's pretty good since they've they've came into the league. They've been competitive with the top three teams in the league, uh, well, since they entered, of course. Uh, That's really just one step down of probably a three-step process for the Scots to get to the, to the uh, win the Midwest Conference Championship. Of course, they've still got Lake Forest and Rippon on the schedule, which were the number one and number four teams in the preseason poll, coaches poll, coming in for the Midwest Conference. So that's just one step of really three steps they need to do.
1: Yeah, and, and I know today we'll kind of have an eye on that game yes. you know, they played today. Uh, and we're talking Rippon and, and Lake Forest, and I'm not too sure where that game's at. But that's going to be an exciting game, and, and it's going to dictate how the how the rest of the season falls out um, as, far, as far as the conference goes, but uh, I know we'll have an eyeball on that and we'll give updates as best we can in that game. Um, but on paper today, we got Beloit, and it, it's going to look a little rough for the Beloit side. Not that not that you don't play the game, and not that they're going to come in here and not be competitive because they certainly will with Mama College being so dominant on them in, in the past. So it, it's going to be one of those things that uh, Mama's got to do what they got to do and paper only tells so much and you got to do it in action.
0: Quarterback plays been pretty darn solid for Mount McCollis throughout the season between Riley Federer and Carter Boyer kind of switching in and out. Did some different things last week. Uh, right out of the gate, it, uh, Boyer was a starting quarterback and I don't know, maybe first series, maybe the second series, they were lining Fetter up as a wide receiver and they just threw a little wide receiver screen to it. So doing a little bit of different things with these two guys you can.
1: Well, he's elusive. Yep. You've not only seen that at a high school level, but you also saw see it at a college level. So I think using all your athletes, putting them on the field at the same time, and just think about what the defensive side of things for the competitors have to do. They have to worry about two quarterbacks, different packages that they bring, and then when you put both of them on the same, at the field at the same time, what does that bring, right? So you got, you got all these avenues, and if you push the right buttons, it's going to be effectively on that, effective for the offensive side.
0: So looking at the records between these two, Mama College four and one overall with that uh, uh, opening season loss to Warkford College, which is never
1: never. Oh, by the a- way, they're six and zero. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they just they just
1: keep rolling. Holding they're six, they're six and zero, so that's nothing like Susan put a <laughs> cupcake out there and lost. So it's got to need playoff points,
0: similar to high school. They'll have some. Before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah however that works. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, they ever in all four straight wins though. Looking at Beloit though, zero and five on the season, zero and four in conference play, and, and uh, having some struggles, losing to Rockford right out of the gate, 41-14. to They've already lost to Cornell, 35-14. to They've lost to Chicago, the aforementioned uh, Maroons, 43-10. 28-20 against Cornell, and Knox last week, 34-25. to So 0-5 in all of those, except maybe the Chicago game, and that got really ugly last year, so they played a little bit better. It's kind of a deceiving 0-5, and you'll hear in the pregame coaches' interview uh, when I start talking about Beloit, Coach Brown had that serious look on his face. He's like, they're not as bad as you think they are.
1: No, and they're not. And I think they're probably better on the defensive side of the ball. Um, just kind of like you said, looking at the scores, they're not. They haven't really, yeah, maybe a couple games got away from them late. But you look at the first half scores, and they've been competitive. Um, but they just haven't won a ball game. And, and yeah, like, you're going to have the, the coaching saying, saying, hey, listen, this is a team that's on our schedule. This is a team we got to worry about this week today, whatever, but I know you look ahead. You, you just an athlete, an athlete does it. I mean, I, I, I'm a coach. I know the, I know the schedule, and you, you run into these situations a lot where you just don't want to overlook the competitor because that's who you got for the game that day.
0: Yeah, I almost asked Coach Barlow, are
1: you Lou Holson-me here? Is this what's going on? Are you Lou Holson-me here? But <laughs> he, he was
0: concerned, and that. that was early in the week. Uh, I, got a chance, I always get a chance to talk to Coach Barlow on Monday, so they've had a full week of practice to break down some some game film even more. This is the Kellogg Printing Pre-Game Show. Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated has been on the public square in Mama since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. The game today is powered by the Greater Warren County United Way, where 100% of your donations directly impact our communities. The Greater Warren County United Way is now open on the public square. In downtown Molly. Brent and I'm broadcasting for the Dick Loyce Furniture Broadcast Booth. It is time for the pregame coaches interview with head coach Chad Braun. We'll get to that in 30 seconds here on AM 1330 at 94.1, WRM and RadioMomoth.com.
3: Welcome back to Kellogg Printing Pregame Show. It's time for our pregame coaches interview, which is sponsored by Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. If you're ready to buy or sell your home, call Mammoth Farm and Home Realty at 734 6600 or check them out online at mammothfarmandhomerealty Join me on the pregame show for Fighting Scots football, no surprise, it's the man himself, head coach of the Fighting Scots, Mister Chad Braun. Coach, how are you?
4: Doing good, Sean. Thanks for having me on. You uh,
3: got to be in a good mood. I know I was in a good mood <laughs> Saturday. What a what a what a gutsy what a gutsy win by the Scots twenty three to twenty over University of Chicago. Uh, again, a, an instant classic between two two really good football teams um just kind of your thoughts,
4: yeah, um you know, I mean just just uh, you know another you know <laughs> I mean it was it was it was tough, you know um we we definitely you know weren't our best Saturday um and it, you know I always say you know there's one game a year, you're not gonna be at your best and you just gotta find a way and 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 that's what we did, you know um you know I didn't think you know I thought we came out of the gate really really good. Yeah. And we closed really, really good, but in between there we were really, really bad. You know, so, um, but you know, I mean, they had a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah, a good, for, yeah, that's a good the, football. They, team. they are. They're a very good football team. They were receiving votes in the top twenty-five. There's a reason why. Um, you know, they're they're a very good football team. Um, you know, but, but we we, were, we weren't executing. You know, and um, but that running back. I mean, he's special. I mean, he is. He, there's a reason why he's an all-American. He was the player of the year in the conference. Uh, he's really, really good, um, you know. But a, a just you know, a tremendous um, heart and fight. You know, I mean, we're called the Fighting Scots for for a reason. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna fight <laughs> you to the end, and 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 that's what our ge- guys did. Um, was was not pretty at all all day, but you know, in the end, you know, our guys just competed to to, to the final play and uh, and and found a way to come out on top there Saturday.
3: This is, uh, they have one of the best rushing attacks around with Nick DeAmbrose, uh and he had 146 yards, a couple of touchdowns, but it took him 33 carries to get there.
4: Yeah, for sure. You know, I thought we did a good job really bottling up for the most part. You know, he had to earn everything that mm-hmm. he got. Um, you know, like last year, you look at that game last year, I think he went way over 200 against us, and, and we gave up some big runs in that game. You know, the 16-yarder at the... You know, uh, for the first touchdown, I think, um, you, or maybe it was the second one, I can't remember, but, um, you know, that was one that we had him bottled up and, and you know, we just didn't contain him on that one, um, you know, and that's the one that he got kind of loose on for his, you know, probably longest run of the day. But, you know, besides that, I thought we did a tremendous job uh, limiting the, the big play in the run game, yes. you know, and, and that's what, you know – Um, you know, I probably looked like I was very conservative defensively, you know, like, but I just thought, you know, let's make them earn everything going down the field and, and eventually we're going to make some plays and which we did, you know, I mean, you know, the guy that probably, um, you know, has been picked on the most early in the years, Raheem Spinks, and, and he came up huge in this game with two interceptions and, and, uh, you know, none bigger than that one after the, you know, the botch snap on the punt and, um get the big turnover in, in the in the at the goal line there so um tremendous job by rock he he played incredible Saturday
3: yeah and I thought I thought the defense did a pretty good job of limiting uh uh Gow's passing as well hurt with the legs a little bit but I think after after we took uh, uh D'Ambrose I'd say out of the game you don't take Nick DeAmbrose out of the game but slowed him down then they started going a little bit more with Gow but yeah just for tells sure. you right there that they weren't totally confidence in d
4: yeah for sure you know um, yeah their quarterback he did a great job uh, you know converting some third downs on us you know extending some plays and and he's a tough physical runner too man I mean he he he's a tough kid um you know and and uh, you know did a great job um but you know I, I I'll tell you this you know I thought uh, Tevin Baker was just yes. outstanding Saturday I mean he I mean he he made some big big time plays for us he was awesome in Ash rush, just effort, getting to the football. Uh, He was incredible. Uh, Fourth
3: and one from, I think, 32 or 33. uh, University of Chicago goes for it. Fourth and one inside their own territory, late in the game, nursing a lead. And uh, I, I'm not going to say play of the game because there was a ton of plays of the game in this one. You could pick a bunch of them, but one of the most important Corbin Personette, stopping the aforementioned Nick DeAmbrose on a fourth and one, fantastic defensive play.
4: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I really think you got to go back to third down because they really had they had third and one, and they go quarterback sneak, and and uh, Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles jumps over the top and makes an incredible play on their quarterback and keeps him short. You know, and then you know they went back in the shotgun on fourth down, and I was like, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, And I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, wow. You know, I I thought they were honestly just going to try and draw us offside or, you know.
3: I said, there's um, no way they're snapping this football in the air. There's
4: no way they snap this. Um, You know, but, I mean, they have a lot of faith, and you know, if they get it there, you know, they probably win the game, you know, so um, they have a lot of faith in in D'Ambrose. He's he's a great player, and you know, Corbin just beats their left tackle inside and makes an unbelievable play in the backfield, so... Um, you know he, he, he'll tell you he wasn't at his best Saturday but when it was clutch time, he was really really good you know and then that last drive um, when we got the sack to make the field goal further, they were throwing a screen to DeAmbrose and, and Corbin read that and you know really sat with him and did a tremendous job on that. so um, yeah just just an incredible team win.
3: Yeah, they're really good. They're really solid against the run, too. Had Devin Lawrence at 88 yards. Of course, our quarterbacks, Carter Boyer with 41 and Federer with 35. So ran the football pretty well against a pretty darn good rushing defense.
4: Yeah, yeah, 4.8 yards of carry, you know, uh, we ran the ball. So I thought we ran it really, really good. Um, You know, we just had stretches where we didn't, you know, and that's what what hurt us. Um, You know, they did a tremendous job taking away, um, you know, uh, Nate Thornton, they were triple-teaming him out there. But, man, I thought Carter ran the ball hard. Like, I mean, he was putting his shoulder down. Like, I, you know, he ran it a different way than I've seen him maybe ever in his career, you know. And um, he was laying it all on the line. Riley ran it really, really well. We just didn't throw it great, you know, then give them credit. You know, they did, they gave us a three-safety look, and we're taking away our pass game. But, you know, some guys came up big. You know, the, the drive to cut it to four – you know, Jake Urez really starts us off with a big play there, breaks a couple tackles, and then you know hit Bishop when we get behind the sticks. You know, and and um, you know credit to our guys. You know, they they like I said, they they kept fighting and and got done in the end.
3: Four 0 in the conference that makes us four and one overall, tied with Lake Forest and Ripon. It's kind of the three usual suspects that everybody had at the start of the year, and then of course throw University of Chicago in there, just waiting for somebody to mess up. Uh, but uh, you got the two toughest ones left uh, down the stretch here. But first, you got the Beloit Buccaneers this weekend. What do you know about Beloit?
4: Yeah, um, <laughs> you know f- their record's a little bit deceiving. You know, um, they, they, uh, they they watching them offensively, man. They're way better than what I expected. You know, you look at their record and you just think you're going to get on film and you're going to see not great execution. You know, not some. Great athletes, and then you watch them play. I mean, their quarterbacks number one in the conference and throwing the ball. Um, they got a receiver who's number one in the conference. Like um, they run good scheme. They're 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 tough to defend. Um, they're doing some really really good things. So, um, and then I watched them a little bit defensively against Chicago. Um, you know, I've. I, I, I can't even hardly remember watching them because I watched so much film versus Chicago. <laughs> but, um, you know, I know they're going to play hard and, and they're going to fly around. So, um, you know, with, with it being fall break, it's it's really a tough, tough game for us, you know, because um, you're used to having the big student section and, and your routine's different this week, you know, with, with not having classes from Wednesday on. Um, and so – you know um everything's a little bit out of whack this week going in and then you know you're going to have you know hopefully our community will come out and support us and we can get a big crowd there saturday and, and get our guys energized ready to go
3: we'll just instead of a student section we'll make all the parents sit in one section we'll just make them the <laughs> student section just that's all right the parents let's, going crazy let's, let's do it let's do the, it the parent yeah. section
4: yeah for sure absolutely uh,
3: a lot and lots of variables going in this week uh, i said fall break um a big win over University of Chicago, and a lot of lot of media guys like to use the term "trap game." But sure. I mean, it's something to think about. Lots of variables going in, there. how do you guard against that this week?
4: Yeah, you know, I think it's just the same philosophy we had going into last week. We we want to play our best. You know, we didn't, we know we didn't play our best football last week, and and you know, we'll watch the film and you know evaluate, and you know, our players got to make corrections moving forward. We got to get better, you know, because if if we play this way, the way we played last week, going in. You know, down the stretch here, we're not going to get where we want to get. You know, so uh, we got to continue to get better. Uh, we got to execute better offensively, defensively, special teams uh, across the board. We got to be better. So, you know, that's really our mindset. Uh, it doesn't matter the opponent we're playing this week. We we got to we got to get better.
3: All right, coach. Good luck back at April's Memorial Stadium. We usually play pretty good football at home.
4: It, we sure do. And, and uh, you know, our community uh, brings a uh, great energy, and, and we need you this weekend. So I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Sean.
3: Head coach of the Monmouth College Fighting Scots, that's Chad Braun on our Monmouth Farm and Home Realty pregame coaches interview. Monmouth Farm and Home Realty. If you're looking to buy or sell your home, call Monmouth Farm and Home Realty at 734 6600 or check them out online at monmouthfarmandhomerealty.com. Brent and I will be back with more of the Kellogg Printing Pregame Show. You're listening to Fighting Scots Football on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRAM, and com. Kickoff coming up.
1: Welcome back
0: to Mammoth College Football here following our pregame coaches' interview. Actually, it was an early start. Both teams chomping at a bit to get this thing going.
1: Yeah, we said, hey, you know what, we had a
0: long drive, let's get going, we got a long drive back home. Uh, about, a, about a 25-yard kickoff return by Jalen Williams, and the first play from scrimmage was Marcus Albers gets a carry right out of the gate.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a surprise to us, right? I mean, uh, and here's our first first down there on a quick out pattern. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Mount College is up and running, uh, up and down the field for now. Our first pepperoni
0: pizza the first down, casual pizzeria chain serving wings. New York-style pies, including vegan and gluten-free houses. First ten to the Scots on their own 43-yard line. In motion is Xavier Cooper. No, excuse me. That was Federer. They got Federer again. Yeah, is in there. In the slot, and they move him in motion. Good uh, good gain on first down. Now pinned to Buccaneer territory. That's another first down.
1: Yeah, we talked about that in the pregame, that uh, he's in, he's been in a different um, kind of set out there, and, in the slot position and opening up here on the first drive. Yeah, moving the ball right along. It is. Is uh, that uh, I believe that is Carter Boyer. Carter Boyer getting the start at
0: quarterback down the middle of the field. Got a man and through the hands of the aforementioned Riley Feder. That's that, Feder. Yeah, I can tell by the, his uh, mannerisms there. Feder was wide open at
1: 25,
0: just through his hands. He
1: said, "I'm a quarterback, man." Yeah, yeah. That's quarterback. You know. <laughs> that's quarterbacks. We think we can do it all, but yeah, in this case. Uh, he was open right off the bat, coming out of that flat route on, on the right side there and made a nice in cut, nice delivery from Carter, just kind of dropped the ball.
2: The scouts are spreading it out. They have no
0: uh, empty backfield. A little flare out to better again. Caught into the 45, inside the 40. That could be another first down, down to the 37. He's got a couple
1: catches already. He was the uh, receiver that caught the first pass. <laughs> He's run three plays and, and gotten the ball three times in a row or – Potentially, could have got the second one. He said, "I'm winning, man." <laughs> he came right to the sideline. Oh, he's kind of walking. If it was if
0: it was basketball, he'd be all bent over holding them shorts yeah. at this point in time. First and ten at the 37-yard line. Good drive here to start the ball game for the Scouts. We'll get to our uh, starting lineups here as soon as we get a chance after this play from Alma College. The pitch to the man in motion down the 35 inside the 30. That is Alex Gipsiago. shooting me. No, oh, Bergeron. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: Mr. Bergeron.
0: Jackson Bergen. Yeah, there it is. I thought it was a four of it or an eleven, but it was four. Jackson Bergen, the uh, former United Red Storm down to the thirty yard line.
1: There's another seven yards,
0: chunks of yardage here early on.
1: Chunks of yardage, and you can tell that mom the college playing of attack today is get outside the, the tackles and, and start uh, running, you know, east and west to get north and south.
0: Quad receiver wide receiver screen out to Nate Thornton. Or Jake Uraz inside the twenty five. That's another good gain. That's a first and ten. They'll move the sticks. Another Pepperoni's Pizza first down. National anthem during the pregame show was brought to you by Stand Insurance, your local All-State agency. Stand Insurance in Mama since 1919. First and 10 from the 22-yard line. We are about two and a half minutes in, nearing the 12 and a half minute mark. First and 10 scout.
1: Easy deliveries uh, by the quarterback, making the quick out patterns and hit routes, so. Boyer, he had to scramble.
0: Yeah, running right, throws it down the field.
1: He's got a man wide open in the end zone. Touchdown, Jake, Urez.
0: Wide open. Good job of Carter Boyer buying some time, and he found the wide open receiver.
1: Yeah, good, good throw on the run, and, and a little out pattern. It took a little bit of time to develop, especially on the wide side of the field, and Carter Boyer, uh, Thornton, we've only said that about, what, eight <laughs> or ten times this year? Scott's on the board quick with 12 and a half minutes to go exactly on the clock. First quarter
0: scotts up six nothing this is a game that the scots won 63 to three
1: last year yeah and this is one of my keys of the game we didn't get a chance to well, get that's to that is right, yes. score early and often and that's what they did on first drive so a good job by mom's college getting on the board early cody's
0: Elf, extra point is good it is seven of the Moms college with 12 and a half minutes to go that will give us a chance to uh, take care of some business here that we didn't get a chance to take care of in the pregame which is the uh, midwest bank keys to the game your are an owned community bank Investing in you, member FDIC, the IC. Got anything else you want to Well,
1: and I, I hate to say after a nice win last week, this is almost a get-right game because we talked about in the pregame that we didn't win a lot of the stat line. In fact, we only won what I felt was one, and that's the punt pun average game, which you don't want to win that necessarily all the time. But that was the one area that we took advantage of what they did. Turnovers were even, but the scoreboard reflected us as a win. Why I say it's a get right game? You got to be better on the offensive side of the ball, and I know Coach Free Tag and Coach Brown would both say that. And I think once you do that, then you got Cornell next week, and you will want to look ahead, but you got Cornell up next week, and then you got the two, the two, two big ones, the two big ones in a row. So I think in the next two weeks, you got to get the offense right and a little bit more efficient. And that first drive definitely looked like it. Nope.
0: Mm-hmm. So, we'll kick off in the 30th. Farm can kick off. with a punch kick down. Uh, to land at the 20-yard line and. Re- Return, nice, uh, nice take on the run there by the boy, kick returner, which uh, looked like uh, AJ Fitzpatrick. Tech that kick on the run at the 20-yard line, gets now to the 28-yard line. Oh, the Scots have had some problems with the kickoff coverage this year, and uh, they had problems last week as well. So maybe they went with a new new strategy. We'll just kind of punch it
1: up there, and he will get it. We did have a guy down there early to make. I didn't see the number, but to make the tackle, he's kind of he almost overrun it overrun a little bit but yeah that pooch kick and i can't tell if the wind maybe affected it a little bit but
0: yeah we got a little bit sipper breeze than we had there in that pregame under pressure quarterback oh, that's a fun ball, ball
1: popped up in the air it's going to fall in completely are going to call
0: that up yeah,
1: oh
0: that was really close that was a tuck rule thing
1: going on there it looked where's, where's the
0: megatron uh, uh
1: to review that we need to look at that one again
0: Quarterback for Beloit, Jacob Schaefer, was just under all kinds of pressure, had his arm hit just as he was uh, getting rid of it. So the I'm, incomplete pass complete pass. I'm pressure. calling that yeah. an empty
1: hand one, Sean. It yes. looked like his hand coming forward was empty. but you know.
0: Second and ten for the Buccaneers. Schaefer takes the snap. Getting straight ahead. A little bit of a hole there out over the 30-yard line. Not much after that, but about a three-yard gain for uh running back, Drake Marquez we we'll get with the Scott's law, defense here. The real. law
1: firm of <laughs> Jeremiah Glenn Lewis, Charles just made the tackle. Somewhere big
0: red is chuckling, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. He gave the name earlier in the season, and we're sticking with it. Turn seven. Scott's
0: defense, the lineman, nose tackle, Brant Baltus. Your end is Corbin Personette, Nick Serrano, linebackers. Kevin Baker, Tanner Tomoski, Caleb Endicott, and the aforementioned Law firm of Jeremiah, Glenn Lewis, Charles, your defensive back, Nick Harris, Michael Lord, Rocky, and Stinks. We had two picks last week. The uh, defensive player of the week for Midwest Conference to take a shot down the field. Had a receiver. They're oh. going to call pass interference on Jalen Williams out there. And, uh, boy, that was kind of Unless It's on the far side from our press box here. Maybe reach out and grab the jersey there a little bit because it looks like the receiver
1: might have had a slight step. Not a bad
0: ball there on a actually.
1: Here's where, you know, on the defensive side of things, you're always like uh, maybe they favor the, the offensive side of things from time to time. Both guys had a hand on each other. There was a lot of so, hand fighting so, so going on. So tell me how that's the defense-only type of penalty there. I think you just let that one go. But um, they both had hands on each other, so I, I look at it as uh, you got caught. but Boy, well, took a shot there down the uh, left sideline. You know, they got single coverage over there on the left side, and, we had a little bit of a delayed uh, free safety blitz with Lord. Michael Lord was coming in on the play, and I think his—I think he was Reed was read the back, and the back stayed in and, and blocked. Of course, I understand why when you got person and Baker out there.
0: Marquez straight ahead,
1: tackles quickly. A couple, and the ball on the turf. I think the Scots picked it up. They do. Baker, the Scots
0: have the football after the turnover, and it will be Scots football. Did
1: you say Tevin Baker's when they came up with that? I sure. with
0: him the uh, kiwani Weathersfield product. It's going to be Scouts football. The Buccaneers put the ball on the turf. Drake Marquez kind of got strung out there a little bit. and Defense might have held him up a little bit. Somebody was in there reaching in. It's unfortunate
1: for uh, Marquez because he was just trying to extra effort it. And I don't know. He had a couple yards on that play anyway. And, I, you know, what, what that third yard gets you. But, I mean, I, I respect the fact he's trying to get, do the best he can for his team. but had the ball held a little loosely, and and Mom always took advantage of it, got a
0: big turnover here. Nate Thornton is absolutely unguarded out here deep. Oh, then they finally they finally pointed a man out there, back to pass. They it heard Boyer down the right sideline. Got a man that's picked off at the five yard line. Oh, it's going to be incomplete, but nearly picked off.
1: Oh, he picked it off. Oh, did he?
0: Okay, yeah, I thought I seen the the, the official wave of been incomplete, but it was where the ball was spotted. Yep, yep you're right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Boyer took a shot down that right sideline, and and. Uh, yeah, he had the, the unguarded man was here on the yeah, side, on picking, left side I'm on.
1: not picking at uh, Carter Boyer because he's done a great job this year um, with his reads, but the read was over here to Thornton, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and like you said, he was open, um, well, unguarded there until you said something and, and they heard you. <laughs> <laughs> right, Nate <They, laughs> was looking back at, at Carter with the hands of, hey, I am, there's no one on me out here. No but. one
0: here. And then the safety said, hey, yo, uh, uh, they're a corner." Yeah, they land unguarded. So it is Buccaneer football following the interception inside the uh, 10. It'll be first and 10 at the 8, and now I give to Marquez straight ahead, Might as well give him another shot after the fumble. I think it was Marquez. We'll, Maybe not.
1: We'll see how this plays out. The one pass that Boyd did in there in that first drive, they kept kept uh, Marquez in, in the block and chip block on Person and Baker. We'll see how that how that unfolds throughout the game. See If they continue to do that, they do. And that puts an extra guy, you know, out there in coverage because now they don't have to worry about the back coming out of the backfield, which in the first couple of games was kind of a problem on our It side. was,
2: right. It's
1: Brian
0: Casado getting the carries there. It's 29 and 28 and with the numbers all scrunched up there. It's sometimes it's kind of hard to tell the 9 and the 8, but Casado is the one that's been getting the carries here early on, not Marquez, which is... Todd Marquez has got 82 carries. The next guy on the list for the season is Jacob Schaefer, the quarterback, at 19. So,
1: well, that was an interesting play. They faked one direction with a uh, like a sweep with the um, receiver in motion. And they did triple option to the left hand side there, and that's some promising yards. Got to, like what five six yard game. Yeah, it, gets to the, it gives them a third and three,
0: manageable well, from the 13, just under the 10 minute mark. Seven nothing Scots here, first quarter. Right now, just a little bit. Two receivers to the right. One not looking to his left, the shaver. Now he's flushed out to his right. Still looking. He's just going to chuck it. And Outside the tackle box.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't
0: know. That was just, and I think maybe, maybe uh, Tevin Baker might have got a hand on his arm. Maybe they call it a deflection. Maybe. But the ball was nowhere near a receiver. The ball was incomplete. So it'll be fourth down. Well,
1: because Prime was giving him the old fifth pump. I don't know if that was at directed after free like that was. <laughs> he war. He well, it's still been yeah. He's still yep. a He's still one the
0: assistants down here. Yeah, that, uh, if his if his arm was not hit, that's intentional grounding. Yeah, I agree. Did not get to the line of scrimmage for sure.
1: No. Um, I will say this though, um, Tevin Baker. And I know we've called his name numerous times, and you got personnel on the other side coming from that direction. But Tevin Baker brings a, a nice addition to the rush. Oh, we hit the punter.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. I don't see backwards. a flag, and now it takes a Scott's bounce. It hit about the, uh, I do know, 37, 38, and then kicked back about five yards. Two Scotts down behind the play. I don't see a flag
1: down there. Yeah,
0: that's fortunate. Yeah, maybe they got a tip on the uh, ball, but that's uh I think. not Federer. Oh, that's Xavier Cooper back there, yeah. yeah.
1: The amount college guys running into each other. But to finish my point, Tevin Baker stands, what, 6'2", and with his arm span. Yep.
0: Large man, and I think
1: that's why he got a tipped pass there. And, and who's kidding who? If I was that quarterback there, I'm running for <laughs> for uh, help too. And, and and you know when he rolled out there, he rolled out right into Tevin Baker's uh, wingspan.
0: Scott's offense back on the field from the 34-yard line of the Buccaneers another good start of field position for the Scots. Halberts in the backfield, free play here as they jump off sides down the left sideline, looking for Nate Thornton! What a great catch by Nate Thornton! Had two guys on him in the end zone, and he brings it down. I'm guessing the Scots are probably going to decline that penalty.
1: <laughs> what a great catch from Nate Thornton. We just talked about I, you know, Carter probably heard me kind of give him a little trouble on that last read, but that was a great read with with the free play. You know, hey, listen, let's throw it up and let one of our taller receivers Thornton grab it, and like I said, we never said that. We haven't said that combo all year, have we?
0: No, no, yeah, that's Boyer to Thornton. Yeah, is
1: that Nate's first catch of the season?
0: Oh no, it's just his twenty seventh of the season.
1: <laughs> yeah, for the extra point. Yeah, what a Matthews yeah, what, was, what a eight touchdown catches probably nine. That, yeah, that's another good. Uh, that, yeah, that is
0: his uh, seventh of the season. Seventh, okay. Zell off the extra point. Yeah, free play for the Scots after they jumped off sides, and then Boyer finds Thornton. Double coverage. It was good coverage by the Buccaneers. Nate just went up and got it, man. Nate goes 6-4, and he just out-jumped the DBs. The extra point is good. 14 nothing, Scotts. after the second Robert Townsend Trucking touchdown If you're looking for an electrician contractor you can trust. Call Tinkham's Electric at 335-3034 or go to Tinkham'sElectric.com. We'll be back with the Farm King kickoff in 30 seconds. Back here at April's Orr Memorial Stadium, following the touchdown pass from Carter Boyer to Nate Thorne. Self-kickoff taken by the uh, kick returner. that's Gavin Thorpe, out over the 30-yard line, about the 31, uh, 30-yard line is where they're going to spot the football. Eye uh, Care sponsoring our referees today in Monmouth and Gelsberg Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with TOI Care. MC Sportmore sponsoring our uniforms. Sports equipment and team apparel. You can get it all at MC More. Hats, hoodies, polos, footballs, bats, gloves, and much, much more. MCSportmore.com. We'll give the unique look for the Scots here after this first play. Schaefer under pressure. just chucks it out of bounds and almost into the hands of Nick Harris on that far sideline, and that would have been a pick six. Yeah. I've never seen a quarterback throw one so quickly after a snap that I did just there. He took one step back and just chucked it, and there was uh, already – couple of red shirts in his face
1: we did a great job on the defensive side and it wasn't just one guy it was like three guys run that, they were running after that bubble screen and he just basically said oh my <laughs> first and my only read here is the bubble and it's not open so here it is over the boy bench yeah, I think
0: I think Schaefer tried to find his mom there in the front row and he just chucked it up to her now the pitch on the option from Schaefer to uh, I don't know that's Marquez or that is Marquez this time yeah definitely not Casado, that is Marquez, and pushed out of bounds after about, they give him a yard on that, or no. No, nope. no game on the play. It's and going to be
1: 3-10. Tomofsky just drove him into the ground in about five yards um, out of bounds. But, man, that tackle was a
0: hard hit there. Uniforms today. Getting back to our MC Sportmore uniform sponsor, uh, the Scots in their home red tops with the white number. We're going with the gray pants today. I like this look. Gray pants,
1: yeah, I do. I like it, too. And it's just, uh, it's of course, when you got a D3 program like Monmouth College, you, you 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 look good, you play good, you know. So it's, it's one Seems it to be that, working. Yeah, like several it. years
0: now, right? Well, screen pass that oh, broken read. up immediately by the Scots. That is Jalen, uh, excuse Jalen Williams that
1: got in there and broke up that screen pass headed for
0: Marquez.
1: Well, and, and good play call, really. Um, yeah. But better read on on the Monmouth College side, and you know he read that nicely and broke it up and. Honestly, if he gets by him, they might have they might have a, a little escort to the end zone because there's no one behind him.
0: On comes the punt team for the Beloit Buccaneers. That is Alonzo Casillas. Deep to receive is, it once, Nick Harris. But maybe it's Jalen Williams back there again. I can't tell if it's a 9 or 14, but I could have swore it was Nick Harris on the last punt. Punted away. Heading for the out-of-bounds It is Nick Harris. It's going to be a lot of bounds outside the 40. More good field position. For the Scots, as he, he walks, keeps
2: walking, walking, Forty-five
0: gone. yard line. Scots own forty-five. That's another good starting position for Monmouth College. Boy, the with their uniforms of the dark blue pants with the white tops and the dark blue numbers. So we got everything taken care of there, and our uh, our uh, sponsors that help bring you Monmouth College football. Without them, they don't. You know, we don't get our high salaries bringing Scott football on Saturdays. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> first ten for the scouts on their old 45 We'll get to their starters here in a minute. They went so quick. They haven't had a chance. Here is Albers. Albers. Strung out. Now, I haven't seen Devin Lawrence on the field. Let's see if I can find him on the sidelines here somewhere. It's been Albers he's the entire first quarter here.
1: And he's done a nice job yeah. this year. But, uh, yeah, we're expecting at least a few deep shows uh, that Devin Lawrence is going to be the starter which we always kind of throw the TD deep out the window. It's not on
0: a, like a first
1: thing Monday morning. So that yeah. tells you
0: what what that could be.
1: Well, we talked about keys of the game and the get-right week. Some of that is, too, to rest players and say, you know what, if you're not in tip-top shape and, and health, then maybe this is one of those games you kind of put them on the sidelines. And
0: Scott's and five receivers here to the so, or short side, so a little flare pass out to Jake Uraz, just a little bubble screen, and he had four receiver blockers in front of him. Five deep on that. On this uh, near side is enough for the first down. Another Pepperoni's pizza first down inside uh, Bucket Territory down to the 43. Give,
1: give credit to as for making a nice play, but what nice blocking by the, the receiving core there. And, and when I say nice blocking, you know, that was a seven, eight-yard game, but it, it could have easily been pinned back. I mean, that's but yeah, sure. You know, Boyd had trouble with that play a minute ago. Boyer ahead to Albers. Got some running room inside the 40, inside the 35. That's close
0: to another first down. They're going to say a yard short. At the 34, so that'll bring up a second and
1: one, maybe take a shot here. What a great block by Dylan um, Bone on that play. I and, mean, you know, he's, he's been a name we called in the receiving side as a tight end, H back position, but did a nice job of pinning there end. And defensive end was pinned in on that play, and Albers bounced it outside and got, a, what, seven, eight yards.
0: Second and one, 7.30 on the clock. Seven and a half minutes left here in the first quarter. Scott's already up 14 to nothing, trying to add on some more. Boyer, little flare pass out to Riley Fetter, makes a puts a nice move. I think he's got enough for the first down. Put a nice move on the first defender that tried to uh, tackle him. Gavin Thorpe, little shake and bake move by Feder, and that'll move the sticks another pepperoni's pizza first down. First and ten at the 33 yard line.
1: And you know what, Sean? If he doesn't make that move, he doesn't get the
0: first. No. Down. Yep. Nope. Does a pretty good job of Thorpe of uh, reading the play, but Feder just put him
1: on skates there. There were substitutions freely there by the College offense, and one of them was, "Hey Riley, you go run the, you go run the ball now with that little,
0: Lopper, quarterback Riley power." Better. I'm not sure the last time we've seen a quarter. And there's a penalty on the play. Yeah, a couple of penalties on the play. The fourth maybe getting a little. There's faster. another one and another one. And uh, no, no, uh, no fisticuffs, no no punches thrown there, but just a lot of trash talking, maybe a little pushing involved. Too, it was so. after the
1: whistle, yeah, and, and that's what the first call is going to be. The second one, I think, was the mouth running, um, which the play, after, you know, with an extra action after the play.
0: So the officials are going to get together, and we'll see what they decide. We have a... So they're going to wash that out. It was Thorpe for uh, personal foul for the Buccaneers and for the Scots getting involved in that little fracas with Zach uh, Longenbach. So this, what's going to end up is a four-yard play for the Scots. And I, uh, going before the flag started flying, we've seen Federer run the ball out of the quarterback position. We've seen him get a carry, and we've seen him make a couple of catches. Now we just need to see him throw a football here, and he's got the Gordy hat trick. Down the field, just short. Pretty good defense there on on Nick Obsaint, but the
1: Scots took a shot there on third and six. Yeah, if he throws that, and again, I mean, I'm not busting Carter Boyer today. It's not that. It's not that. It's, it's I think that ball hung up because a little bit of a wind out there. But if he hits him a little earlier, Abstain had a step. Up, yeah, he did. And what I'm seeing too with our tall the tall receiving core that Mom College brings to the table, the defensive backs on the Boyd side are shorter. And I don't have any short jokes, but Sean. You and I have no. One to talk <laughs> they,
0: about. They no kidding. But when right? you got
1: six two and six three running around
0: over the middle, caught by by uh, Nate Thornton, he's got a first down inside nice the twenty block. ten. What a nice jet! Looks just a little crossing route. and He got to the right sideline. He got north, all the way down inside the ten, down to the eight yard line. First and ten, Scott. First and goal to go, Scott. Nice little run after the catch At, by Nate Thornton. And the
1: offensive guy that used to be for the vol- you know, volunteer system for A town. And watching the receivers block downfield, that's just the biggest thing ever. I mean, the big linemen do their job, and they've done a great job this year, too. And I don't want to take away from them, but when the receiving core is blocking downfield, that's what ends up being a big play for Mr. Thornton. There, Uraz was making a nice block. Ended up taking two of the weak defensive guys out of the play. Got a
0: Buccaneer down on the far sideline. Didn't get a number on that, but it was right about where the tackle was made at the eight-yard line. So they're tending to that. Uh injured player, both teams huddle up. We got six twenty nine to go first quarter. Scott's up fourteen to nothing with a first and goal on the eight, trying to put this one uh, trying to put this one away early and uh, get some rest and, uh, and get ready for Cornell next week. But there's still plenty of time here and Schaefer does have a pretty good arm. He averages what 180, 184 yards a game passing. So
1: they, they can they can chuck it around a little they bit. They can and they, what I've seen so far in their first two uh, two or three drives. Um, he hasn't had much time. No. He hasn't had much time no, at right. all. So the defensive line has been in his hip pocket most of the first two drives. So, yeah, and it's like one of those things I watched um, NFL over the last couple weekends and they were talking about the only way you're going to take the fast rush, rush away is you've got to run the ball, and they haven't been able to do that thus far. Efficient enough um, to kind of sustain the fact that you're going to try to pass the the, the I almost play basketball pass the <laughs> football. <laughs>
0: you're already getting bad yeah, but it starts It'll on the 31st. It uh, will be long for high school basketball for you here. Yeah, right, quick. exactly. <laughs> first and goal to go. Well, teams, uh back out on the field following the injured player for the Malloy Buccaneers. He got up, walked off under his own power. That's always good to see. Yes, Boyer. You have straight ahead to Marcus Alvers. Just plows straight ahead down to about the uh, six, so a gain of a couple there for the Scots. And no surprise, usually on short yardage plays, maybe goal-to-go plays, second and one, third and ones, uh, Scots right back to the line of scrimmage and going quick here, not allowing Beloit to uh, get any sub-packages in there. Second goal to go from the six. Boyer with Albers right to his right. Two receivers left, one right. They give to Albers again. Heading towards the end zone. Is he going to get there? Ooh, stretch it out. So a little short down <laughs> to the one-yard line.
1: He was trying to stretch the ball to the goal line, but ball safety is one of those things that you got to have um, as a ball carrier. And he got kind of wrapped up there right at the end.
0: Albers trying to get his uh, second rushing touchdown. He had one coming in. Um... Was it was it was you okay. and I? Was it Tony Wine and I that did the game where Matt Shimko got a uh, got a touchdown run from the one yard line? I did not man. get to see it, that. Yes, that, was, uh, that. Um I did hear that.
1: That as was as a lot off. of fun. The, the I, sideline. Erupted. I thought you, both lost your mind. <laughs> there they go, seeing the wrong number again. <laughs> I, the sideline went ballistic. <laughs> I would expect that alignment.
0: <laughs> Straight ahead, Boyer. Now he stood up, but he bounces off and puts uh, it all the
4: that, that is going down. to
0: be, are they going to say he's down? Boy, they yeah. are going to say forward progress was stopped. Ooh, that's a tough call if you're a Buccaneer fan. Well,
1: yes. Look at the coaching staff that's halfway in the, the yeah
0: Wow, that's tough. Boyer, who, who it, just went straight ahead, little quarterback sneak, bounced off the pile, tried to get to the edge, and when he reached out, ball was loose, but well, that was really close.
1: It was the it was the down that made the fumble, though. I mean, I, they can say what they want to say over there at the, their side, but it was because, it, you know, when he reached for the goal line, that ball hit the ground and popped in there.
0: Fourth and goal, timeout taken by the Buccaneers as the Scouts uh, lined up to go for it here, which is kind of surprising. I mean, well, you're up 14-0, and you're having your way with uh, with, with the uh, Buccaneer defense, but any time you get your, your, uh, your kicker a little work here, especially from a tough angle, well, I guess it's middle of the field, never mind. Yeah,
1: well, and... You look at Monmouth College stat, stat line for the first quarter. They're outscoring, you know, 70-7, seven seven, and now 84-7. If you put today's um, points on the board, but you know, when you're doing that,
2: might as
0: well.
1: Yeah, yeah you, you, might put, it, you might. You might. Well. Yeah, exactly. And in front of the home crowd and who can who, like we talked about on paper, you're the better team. Go ahead and, and who can who? Yeah. If you if it' the, the defense is going to have them pinned back like like normal, like they have all year. And you're probably going to get the ball in great field position if you don't get that. I think you just run that power to the Albers again. Yep, I'll tackle and, and call it a day and have six points more on the board. Maybe maybe a uh, bootleg here. Maybe we, a make bootleg. we make it sound pretty easy. Yeah, we it? do. Yeah, we do. He's going,
0: he's going out of the shotgun here. A little pistol formation. He does have – he's got Josh Nimrick and Albers in the backfield with him in motion. Is Nate Thorn from right to left there oh,
1: left? I guarantee it.
0: Fourth and one after the Tick's electric timeout oh. little pitch. And Boyer with a fake
2: to
1: to uh option fake to Albers and then he just jets north. He completely faked out the guy covered the pitch. Glad I guarantee they're going left when they went right. I would have definitely been running the wrong direction. <laughs> <Great> <laughs>
0: play. Carter Boyer in for the touchdown. That is Carter's third touchdown rushing. Of the season to make it 20 to nothing Yes. 18 to go, too, correct? Yes.
1: Bernal, he had a long touchdown, if I recall.
0: And then you and I were
1: you and I were doing the game where he had the 60-yarder. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Zelk's extra point is up and
1: you think you you think he and uh, Riley have a little bit of a, a little side bets going on in, in the quarterback room?
0: Right now, Boyer is leading uh, (laughs) uh, in the uh, rushing touchdowns, three to one over. That way, Riley's over
1: here talking to. uh, uh,
0: Touchdowns, get me in there. Get me me in there. Give me me a couple of. Doug, extra point is good. He has only missed one extra point on the season so far, and uh, actually last week it was a big one—the one that he missed. He is now 22 of 23, and they're late in the game when they had a chance to go up 24-20 instead of 23-20. This is the extra point and uh, made me a little nervous. Oh, no, excuse me, it could have made it a field goal game. Could have been 20 to 17 Scots behind. Misses the extra point, puts us four behind. And as it was, it might have been better off because the Scots knew they had to score a touchdown
2: then
1: instead of just trying to get into the field goal. Isn't right? it anticlimactic when you get back in the game with a touchdown and then you just take for granted that the extra point will go through the right. uprights and it doesn't, it's almost like it does take a little bit of the momentum away from you, you know? He was, what, 20, 21 of 21, or 20
0: of 20 when he misses the extra point there. Lastly, maybe a little nervous, too. At this time, a little Uh-oh. deeper kick. They're going to let it fall to 20. Picked up. Scott's all over it. That'll help the uh, the uh, kick yeah. return average. Finally picking it up was A.J. Fitzpatrick. It was kind of a miscommunication. They looked at the each court. other,
1: and the ball went right in between them.
0: Corp has been a little frustrated for Beloit here early in the ballgame. uh, so this is AJ picked it up and got tackled. Threw it just ran to the sideline. Yeah,
1: a sad to his bad day. I guess.
0: <laughs> First and ten for the Buccaneers inside the twenty, back at the eighteen yard line. Back in the old high school days, you got a you know crossbones on your helmet for any kick coverage guy yeah, that got them inside the twenty. So there's a and crossbones for the uh, kick return team there. God, that's going way back with stickers. I was going to
1: say that was before my time. <laughs>
0: First and ten, back at the eighteen. <laughs> Gives straight ahead uh, and tackled immediately by Corbin Personette. Almost right at handoff time. Holy cow, was he in there quick. And Down goes
1: Casado. And they tried to undercut Personette. He pretty much just jumped right over the top of the offensive tackle there and made the backfield. Off the three? Off the three on that play.
0: Back to the uh, back to the 15, second and 13. And uh, on the season, four and a half sacks for Corbin Personette coming off a what a 14 sack here last year, which broke the uh, – single-season record. Yeah, he's hoping they drop back to pass a couple of times. He needs to pass those. We're getting near the halfway point of the season. He needs some sacks. Yeah, I thought he had more than that, to be honest with That's you. That's what I did, too, but I keep seeing the stats each week, and they'll pitch from Schaefer to Casado, and he runs right into Jalen Williams. Another loss on the play of a couple. That's going to take it back to the 13 and bring up a third and 15.
1: And it looks like um, Isaac um, what's the number on that one. Yeah, Isaac Wellman, it looked like he just kind of missed his block. I pushed to the side, and nice play. by well, the mom's defense back.
0: But well, now this guy's going to be able to pin their ears yeah. back a little bit.
1: You just talked about person that. I guarantee you he's going to be somewhere in that backfield.
0: I can see the saliva dripping down his chin from <laughs> yeah. up here in the press box.
1: Look, you and Baker stand in the middle, and then they break off into what side? Oh, they got person No, nope, there they go. They switch back over.
0: Trips left. Pick your boys on this one. Yes. Baker and Personette, this radio. Now they're gonna run a little draw, but running right into the, uh, the lineman there for the Scott Standard Tomoski. Boy, we've mentioned his name a couple times. Today. We have,
1: and then last week he had quite a few tackles, if I recall, looking at the stat sheet. Um, i probably even been the defensive player of the week last week, or I'm sorry, in that of the game. Sure, yeah. Just because of how many tackles he made. And isn't that nice? you got two guys like Baker and uh, Personette coming from the outside, and then you got him cleaning it up in the, there in the middle.
0: There was a uh, Monmouth College defensive back named the uh, player of the week for defense. Uh, Rocky and Snakes from Gelsberg got a couple
1: picks left. You understand? Half. Right he off the
0: off first drive, drive, right? Tell me to pick one off. And- and, you know, that was a huge turning point. Huge turning point that first half. You need stuff like that when you're not going to win. The oh, yeah. Oh, Jackson Berger and Addie almost got that back. punt. Good punt though. It's going to hit at the forty-three yard line, but then take a sideways bounce and maybe even a little Scotts bounce there. Boy, the Buccaneers can't catch a break at all here. If Bergman, what is he 6'2"? If he's six-three, he six, three, has that one. He, he almost is. had the first one. Yes, and then before the second, I guess the third punt for the Buccaneers. The second punt, I know Coach uh, Coach Brown was talking to Jackson Bergman before he went out for the punt.
1: Well, and I can't read sign language of a guy coming off the field, but he was. He was almost saying, how did I miss that? It was kind of his body language there. But, uh, yeah, we kind of said the same thing. I thought that, uh, that punt was going to be a block for sure. Jackson
0: Berger just has some kind of way of getting to that punter. So Scott's good field position again inside Buccaneer territory at 41. Two minutes left here in the first quarter, already leading 21 nothing. Boyer, Quickly out to Nick Obstein. He's got some running room. 40, 35, 30, down to about the 25-yard line. So about a 16-yard game there for, I'm going to say the 26. Well, so 15-yard little pitch and catch. A little quick, quick out from uh, Boyer to Obstein.
1: You can tell they've done their film study this week. Uh, the coaching staff has, the, they're guarding the slots. 15 yards off the ball, but 12 yeah. yards off the ball.
0: And Obstein, again, he's got a big cushion. It gives straight ahead to Albers. He's inside the 25, down to the 21-yard line, gain of five there for Albers. The second five following the Pepperoni's Pizza first down.
1: I was never in a passing program at Knoxville because we run the ball 99% of the time. <laughs> but I recall Coach Larson, whatever they give you, you take it. And that's what, that's what Maltin College has done thus far in this first quarter they got 21 points on the board with a Matt Ob Saint is such a big slot receiver.
0: Straight ahead, Albers inside the 15, down to the 14. That'll be a pepperonis pizza first down. Yeah, Obsteen goes uh, 6'2", 200 out there. That's a that's a tall slot receiver. It
1: sure is. And then you got um, the likes of as 6'3", and you got Thornton uh, over here at 6'4". You got those guys coming in, and, and that makes it. Least easier to run when you get the football.
0: Albers gets the stretch play, 15-10, cuts back, stays in and now finally pushed out inside the 10. So another gain of about six or seven there for Albers. Yeah, no, no Devin Lawrence whatsoever, and I've still kind of been scanning the sideline. There, there he is. Okay, Devin's in street clothes. You got a pair of sweats on, so we will not see Devin Lawrence today. It'll be all Marcus Albers, Albers from uh, Springfield Southeast. And there's Alvarez, again, same kind of thing, stretch play to the five, get just short of the end zone. Now. The one-yard line, Nick, obviously wants a touchdown, but the official's going to say he was out of bounds with 13.6 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Scott's trying to get a
1: four-score lead. He is on the half-yard line with 13.6 seconds. Those That football's nearly touching the goal line. Are you going to try to score one more before that nine seconds, eight seconds? It looks like you're going to try to score score
0: down to five, four, three, and they are going to get the playoff. To Albers, he's going to be fouled. Oh. They're going to have to – and the ball's on the turf. Beloit says they have it. Are they going to call – again, are they going to call Albers down?
1: Well, just by Albers' body language, it looks like he, he wasn't, you know. He you fumbled. He yeah. Fumbled. yeah. He kind of got up quick and just started walking off the field, but I don't know if that's because of the end of the quarter or what. I think they're going to – the Scouts are going to keep the football here. The coaching staff for Beloit is uh,
0: not happy. They're it warmed that up that way. They are warmed up. They're coach Ted Sankson in his fourth season with Beloit, not a, not a sparkling coaching record, 1-24 in his four years, actually but three in three years with the, with the COVID year. But, uh, so that'll be the end of the first quarter. Good quarter for the Scouts. 21-0, and they lead the Beloit Buccaneers. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Welcome back to April's on Memorial Stadium. It is 21-0, Scotts, at the end of the first 15 minutes of play, and they're knocking on the door to get another one. It'll be third and goal from about the two,
1: I think, maybe the one, maybe the 2 what We'll be on the board from the one. Yeah, I think they're on the one. They probably lost a half yard on that play. Um, boy, number 42, came through there. Um, Chris Croft made a nice open field tackle from that middle linebacker position. Nice tackle, because even I thought maybe he was going to march again. Yeah. Right yeah,
0: he kind of came out of nowhere there, Chris Croft. Yeah, sorry, I thought I'd seen that name. He's the second leading tackler behind uh, Ethan Florida. And he did say Chris Croft, not Chris Croft,
1: because I don't want him breaking <laughs> out in any uh, 1990s, early 90s music here. And I'm even
0: older. I'm thinking of Christopher Cross, the old, the oh, old Mob singer from way back in the day, so that's how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: let me... Uh, Smoking the bandit or something. <laughs> That's <think> <laughs> Jerry Reed. I oh think, yeah. no, oh, what do we got here? Penalty on the Scots? Any guys out there? Uh, everybody's
0: kinda of standing around. Now the official is speaking with the uh, lawyer.
1: They're just talking about what what uh restaurants are here yeah, this, what
0: are we gonna eat here?
1: Oh, in about an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't
0: know. Delay of game. Okay, delay of game uh, out of the corner. That's enough to give Coach Curry hairs, you know, just out of the –
2: the, How the just heck, How the heck do the, you do that? Yeah. That, that? You
0: really don't know. Right, and that boy was kind of uh, having a conversation with the official, maybe the, the play clock, which they do have in that corner, kind of staring right in the face. So it'll be second goal from the sixth. That'll pad the stats a little bit anyway.
1: You got your ass on a slant right here if you want it.
0: It is. There it is. Oh, it was, uh, you you called it a little bit behind your there, but you called the exact play. And Boyer, just behind your ass, it'll be incomplete. Third and goal from the sixth. Man, that was a good call there, Coach Dugan. Thank you. Act like you've done that before a couple times. I've done times that
1: before. <laughs> I, my eyes have been I, – I probably would have gave the play away if I saw your on, on an outside – Positioning on the D-back and yet uh, you're as one of your top receivers Surely he's gonna get himself open now. You might just throw it up. Let him go get it Now you're on the fade route. Same route. Yep. hey looking there now it is up
2: It is in for the
1: touchdown Scott's complete pass to uh, Is that Brendan Bishop? Is that three now? That's um
2: here, look, that's Four, right.
1: number, that, that, number eight number I We'll see who they uh, credit that to. Right. I, I think it's Bishop. A, yeah, is he's a, going for the hole now. I, know Bishop's I want hold. to give Bishop a credit on the one after on um, the second touchdown. That ball hit the ground, and he still got it uh, you know, laced up, and the kick got through there. Line drive kick off a uh, little pressure there by Deloitte.
0: The yeah, Zell's right. kick is good. So the touchdown pass, six yards from Carter Boyer to Brendan Bishop. And then uh, he went, it's still... You don't see that very often. You get the touchdown pass, throw it to the official, and then it'll run back up for the uh, for the hole. Yep. <laughs> Scott's lead, 28 of with 14.50 to go in the second quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here at April's Old Memorial Stadium, following the Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. It's the Farm King kickoff. Zelf all the way down to the 5 this time. Yeah, it must be a win deal, I think, with that yeah. first quarter. We've never seen Zelf kind of pooch kick it down to about the 20. This time a deep kick. Returned. Uh, to about the 30 yard line would be first and ten for the Buccaneers here. So we they get their first possession of the second quarter. We will uh, try to get you folks a uh, score of the Lake Forest Ripon game. See how that one's going. That's a battle for for the two of the teams that the Scots are tied with and for first place in the Midwest Conference are battling today at Lake Forest. Now we've got, we got a sideline warning, maybe, on the uh, scouts, possibly. Yeah, they're going to move back a couple players, you know, a little bit too close to the sideline there. And now we're ready for play.
1: I told Grandma and Grandpa I would do this for them, and they were in the store today. Zane Beebe on the tackle there on the special team, so nice little play that he made there on that uh, special team who made the tackle.
2: Yeah,
1: and we've actually announced his
0: name a couple of times. We have. And we've been judgment. down there, and, yeah. and
1: like you said, the first couple of or first three kickoffs are actually four since they deferred. Um, you know, the wind did play a factor, so I don't know if he was in that area where you get down the field, but sure, sure we did on that last um, kick, kick, uh, kickoff. Long pass down the right sideline, incomplete.
0: Makes it second and ten for the Buccaneers. Schaefer give. Uh, oh. you know, Pete, boy, he, I can't believe he didn't get tackled there. I Goddamn. can't either. There's a couple of defenders in the backfield. Just just in that, net, he flew that play out. I thought he was going to tackle the uh, play-action running back and Schaefer at the same time. And the offensive lineman.
1: And the offensive, offensive. lineman. Of but
0: instead, Schaefer will uh, somehow squirm out of the tackle, personnel and get around the right end for a first down after the 40-yard line.
1: Well, and that was one of those plays just kind of a freak deal. The guy that had the um, quarterback on that play, or at least the read on that, he fell down over his own player. So I think that, you know, I'm not trying to displace what Boyd did late on that particular play, but I think Mama College kind of got in the way of themselves on that play.
0: First and ten, back to pass is Schaefer. Looking out the right side again. Ball popped up in the air and almost picked off. The intended receiver was A.J. Fitzpatrick and Jalen Williams in, in uh, coverage there. Just about got the tip.
1: How well has he played? I mean, Jalen Williams has been a name we've called up on break, you know, as far as past breakups and so forth. I don't know how much of a stat line that we do on that, but uh, he certainly has been in on a lot of plays, and I, I don't know if I'd go his direction. He seems to be um, the guy on coverage most of the time that's right there.
0: So it'll be 2nd and ten from the Buccaneers' own 40-yard line, 13.57 on the second quarter clock. Scott's up 21-0 straight ahead hit in the backfield by Personette again, and he's looking at the official. He thinks he was held or something. He might made the tackle, and I think the hold prevented him from actually making the tackle in the backfield. Well,
1: you know those defensive guys, they always think <laughs> they got held on the play. But, <laughs> but in that case, I, his jersey's kind of sideways there, so maybe he did.
0: So it will be third and eight after the two-yard run by the Buccaneers. And the fans in the sideline all still, still screaming that they're well, holding. The we're
1: up twenty-eight to nothing, and <laughs> somebody's got to complain about something,
0: right? Third and eight. Shaver back to pass, looking out to the left, now flushed right. Still looking, still looking. Throws down the field.
1: Nearly picked off, and well out of bounds anyway. Michael like Lord on the coverage. They were in zone coverage there, and with the rollout, you know, obviously they were playing the down marker. Good, good coverage on the defensive side of things, and. Baker and Personette almost ran, in, ran into each other on that particular play. We're trying to get the quarterback, and um, nice job by Michael Ward reading the, reading the pass. So out will come the punt team on fourth and eight. Kicking into that wind. See how much of a factor it plays. With, he take a couple of decent ones, but he's gotten horrible rolls on, on, once it hits the ground. Punt is away.
0: High and over end kick. It's going to hit at the 28 yard line and take another sideways bounce. He just can't catch a break no, on the bounces, can he? So it's going to get down. Uh, it's going to hit the 38 and get down to the 36. So you got a two yard sideways roll there. And the Scots offense on the field from their own 26 yard line. And uh Scots safely in control. This one with 12:53 to go in the second quarter. feels like we should be in, like, the third quarter by now. We've still got a ton of time in this second quarter. And here comes a fire engine down.
1: I've heard a lot of those this week. Yeah. yeah down.
0: I don't know if that's to put out the fire that the have. Oh, oh,
1: I like put it. That's got the, the
0: offense, maybe, going here. <laughs> First and 10 from their own 26-yard line. Now they're not stopping here, so that, that can't be it. In motion from the right slot to the left. And then the keeper by Riley Fetters. he's in at quarterback here. Yeah, he needs to throw a pass. That way he can, he can catch a pass, he's got to run, and now if he throws one, that's the uh, Gordy Howe hat trick. If he gets in a fight, that's a Gordy Howe hat trick. the Kansas City Chief offense ever seen out there today? They, they did some uh, they did some things last week that uh, I hadn't seen all year long. So they've been putting some wrinkles in as the, yeah. each week as it goes along, which I know you, you football coaches do, but some really odd things last year. Better. There's a pass. Through. There you go. Right. Good call there, Sean. To the receiver. Ooh. He's going to fight his way to a first down, I think. Well, that looked pretty harmless out of the gate, and then he just fought his way an extra five yards. Yeah, they're going to move the sticks. That's a pepper pizza his feet first down.
1: I got a, a nice effort there by your... He uh, you get like two or three yards on his own there and got the first down.
0: Pepperoni's Pizza sponsoring our first downs this year. Casual Pizzeria chain serving wings and New York style pies, including vegan and gluten-free options. First and ten of the 36, just enough for the first down. Straight ahead, new man on the play. Devin Pinker gets to carry out over the 40 to the 41, just about a five-yard gain for Devin. We had uh, we had a situation a couple weeks ago. I can't remember who it was for the uh, Scots against. Uh, Against uh, that would have been uh, Lawrence. Back to pass is Fetter. Throws out to his right. Complete to Ures. It's going to be a little short. See if they get forward progress to the 45-yard line. So he's going to be about a yard short. Third and one. I don't remember who it was for the Scots on the top of my head, but boy, they got down inside the one, and I think it was, I think it was uh, either Pinkard or. I think it was Pinkard. He got inside the one, and I was thinking, you've got to get that man in the football because it was a great carry to get inside. There's a first down carry on third and one by uh, Pinkerton. and I was praying they would give him another shot to get in the end zone. They ended, I think it was ended up being a sneak or something, but the, the sideline was going nuts. They wanted the whoever it was to get in the end zone.
1: We were just talking about earlier in the previous four possessions of Mountain College. Air just letting the slot man.
2: <laughs> There's be, another one. I mean, 12 yards <laughs> off,
1: the, off the receiver, 12 yards, just pretty much a, a long handoff is what it is, and you're getting seven, eight yards a pop. I mean, you might as well just take it. But I saw that the, the outside guys are starting to creep in a little bit. Look for your ads are to go up top here with Riley out there. and We'll see. see that happen here in the next couple plays.
0: But pass to Brandon Bishop, seven yard gain, so second and three out to the right and over the head of Nate Thornton. Incomplete will be third and three for the Scots. Inside Buccaneer Territory.
1: ball boy man I play on that catch. I was <laughs> a little bit uh over over the top of this <laughs> year. Yeah, he
0: airballed that one. That would have hit Nate Thornton. Nate looked like he was just getting ready to jump. He's like, Nope, not even a knee there. Third and three from the 40-yard line of the Buccaneers. Scots have been tremendously on third down. Federer on the keeper. Trying to get to the edge. He gets the first down and more. Down the God. sideline. He's going to get into the end the zone. Touchdown. Riley Federer. And there you go, Carter Boyer. We've matched each other today.
1: Yeah.
0: Put your chest out
1: there, Riley. There you go.
0: <laughs> that was a 30. Wow. Look what the official yardage was on that, but that is a... Touchdown run by Riley Feder. He got to that sideline, and I, Colts, he hit another gear at about 20. I was 20.
1: say that, too. I mean, I've seen him run over the years, especially at high school level, but uh, that was definitely a different gear there. 40-yard touchdown run by Riley
0: Feder, and on comes Cody Zelp. Kick is up, and it is good. So, Feder, or excuse me, Zelp, 5 for 5 extra points today. 35 nothing. still ten o two remaining here in the second quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here at April's Zorn Memorial Stadium, following the Robert Thompson Trucking touchdown. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and green all he needs, call Robert Thompson Trucking 768-2697. Forty-yard touchdown run by Riley Fetter. Now a kickoff is dropped inside the five. Can't quite pick it up. Finally does, and Thorpe is going to be swarmed under. That's going to be inside the fifteen ball, and wow. has flags flying. They throw. They I think they threw Thorpe down there, and now. Both teams starting to get into it. Some punches thrown here at the ten yard line. Yeah, teams, I'm not saying Monmouth College is the innocent ones here, but there were some punches thrown by some Beloit Buccaneers on yeah, the end of that play. What,
1: that's what the other two flags are about from the far side. Uh, yeah, the officials
0: are going to huddle. Yeah, there's got to is... be
1: a little fight in the dog when you're down 35 nothing. No, yes. I, I I can say that for Beloit's side and. Monmouth College, or just a little bit extracurricular on that tackle, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, the first the first flight thrown, I think, was some uh, necessary roughness on against Thorpe, I think, the kick returner. Maybe the, Scott's kind of throwing down. Both couldn't get a handle on it. He dropped it at five, went down to pick it up a couple times. He knew he had some red shirts bearing down
1: on him, so he couldn't quite pick it up. He couldn't, but at some point, in that karma? A little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you, didn't, you didn't feel it right, and uh, like I would tell my... Thorpe
0: is the one that got into it with the Scots down here on yeah. this end of the field in the first quarter.
1: What I tell my three boys, you made the first mistake. You got <laughs> to live up to that a little bit. Don't don't make it. Don't
0: put don't make a bad play worse.
1: Yep. compound problem
0: problem. Don't make a good play bad, and don't make a bad play worse. And they're gonna get and they're gonna get some uh, some penalties here. I wonder if the punch is thrown, we might have an ejection. my contact. yeah I think the mic is not working that's going to go on mama now I have a personal foul
1: there we go, there you go. forgot to turn
0: his mic on there's a
1: good friend of the referee <laughs> there we go
0: Now, pumps thrown, got 88 ejected for the uh, the Beloit Buccaneers. The Monmouth College sidelines here waving goodbye to <laughs> 88 for for the Buccaneers. 88 is for a, first the uh, Jake has got the
2: Cameron Harris. Sorry, rough. Is
0: up. The, uh, Harris is ejected. going to be ejected from the game for throwing a punch there after the play was done. And like you said, frustration definitely started to set in for the guys and. Uh, Purple and white right now for Boyd. So the ball's going to be spotted inside the 15. I think about the 12 or 13 is where Boyd will start this uh, start this series. Yeah, 35-0 was still 10 minutes to go, and definitely some frustration start to boil over early on. This is where if you're Coach Brown, and he does a really good job of keeping his guys kind of out of the mess, but you can only take so much before you are to start uh, pushing back.
1: But you still got to keep your cool. You do, and, and who's kidding here? You want to play next week, and you can't, and have a situation where you get ejected in this game and cost you next next week. I still believe that's a rule, correct? If you eject, I think so. Um, yes, I think, I think so. I know that's the way it is in high school football. I guess I'm trying to think of how that is in college, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it goes.
0: I know at the, uh, the D1 level, watching football on Saturdays, if, uh, if a player gets ejected with the targeting, I know he has to set the next week. So that always makes the – another the one of those compounding the problem deals. Mm-hmm. Straight ahead run by Boyd and the first down gets nowhere. Back to the line of scrimmage, so second and 10. They'll run it again. Maybe some positive yardage, but then thrown back by a host yeah, of matches. all kinds of red jerseys. Grabbing either Casado or um, – Marquez. They've been kind of trading off there with some carries. I can't tell if it's 28 or 29 from here. But a gain of two, third and eight. Well, Boyd. And again, Scott's ends are going to be uh, licking their chops here. Double receivers to the right. One left. Protection back there with Schaefer. Back to pass. Looking over the middle of the field. Now he'll step up in the pocket. Still looking. He'll throw. And complete at the 31-yard line. That will be a first down. Is that possibly the first complete pass for Boyd today? Let's see if I can find some.
1: It could be. I don't want to call. Let's see. A little, it is. It is, yeah. They had a little screenplay that didn't develop. Um, I, I, didn't, I couldn't remember if you caught that on the screenplay or not. First down out to the 30-yard line. But we deflected oh, that, I remember, if he would have... Right, yeah, we nope. kind of deflected that over here on our side of the field. But, uh, yeah, that was the first completion.
0: And that is only the third first down for Boyd in the ballgame. Scott's with 15 first downs in this first half. Straight ahead,
1: nowhere to go. Right at the line of scrimmage again, getting nowhere on the ground, this boy today. Yeah, that trap play is getting blown up. And, and, and honestly, the linebackers are doing a great job of filling the hole right there, and, and they've done that last, well, what did you say, they run play-wise? <laughs> that yeah. many plays, that's how many times they've done it. Um, 20
0: rushing yards today for Bowie here in this first half. And I would have said it was below 20 just by the eye test here, Right. So it will be third or second and 10 following no game. My boy, now back to pass, and slipping out, and, or is that yeah, a complete pass out there to that's his uh, Isaac Bowman. So that'll move the sticks. Another first down, not by a bunch, but out over the 40-yard line to the 41. From Jacob Schaefer, starting to move the ball here. It's the first, I know that's the first drive we've seen, boy, get two first downs on the, on the same drive and it's eating some clock under seven minutes now just under seven minutes 35 nothing monmouth college leading beloit all scots all day here so far schaefer directing some traffic he wants trips right so Wilman's going to go all the way from the left to the right still plenty of time Oh, down to two on the play clock do get snapped but then dropped but and swarmed under as soon as schaefer picked it up yeah, he had person that all over it person that has been in the backfield more than the running back, have. <laughs> <laughs> or
1: Boyd. Yeah. The uh, bull rush. Let's so just say a direct bull rush. You run right over the top of the uh, left tackle over on the side of the field, and it's credited for the sack. I was going to say the question is, is they going to give him a sack on that? You have to, don't you? Yeah, you do. As long as, as long as he's not running forward, he gets a reasonable. Line, I don't even know how they how they do that.
2: Yeah,
1: let's say the snap went all the way back to the one yard line he runs forward does that count as that?
0: i i'm kind of worried it's the rush for the stats to pop up here it is second 16 back to pass lord. and lord from behind picked up no. by the scots they're going to call that a fumble yeah. schaefer's down behind the play and picking it up and scoring for the scots after <laughs> there's a hit schaefer was just leveled and i yeah that's a fumble i don't think his arm was going forward yeah. at all and yeah, schaefer no. Kind of wrenching his right arm around as he goes to the sideline. That's a touchdown for the Scots, picking it up after knocked
1: out of Schaefer's hands. Coach Braun on the on the free safety Michael Lord blitz, and that has a lot to do with the credit of Tevin Baker and that I don't want to discount what Michael Ward did because that was a great tackle, great hit, to lodge the ball loose. But you got to keep that back in and frees up Michael Lord to do the free safety blitz on that. Nice call. Wait to see who the official
0: uh, fumble return man for the Scots was. In the meantime, Zelt's extra point is good. He is six for six. It's 42 to nothing. Still 539 to go in the first quarter. We'll see who they uh, get the credit for the touchdown to when we get back here in 30 seconds. Welcome back to April's own Memorial Stadium. Sincere Brent is the well, is the uh, Scott credited for the touchdown return off the fumble. And the Zelt kickoff back down to the five, up to the 25, and... A bad return there, straight ahead for the boy Buccaneers out over the 25 to the 20. i we'll call seven yard lines, about a 22 yard return there for the Buccaneers. They'll take over on offense with 5:32 to go, 42 to the. Sincere Brent picks up the uh, fumble and rumbles
1: into the end into the end zone. Did a nice job, job of yeah. stopping that on the run, and and like I said, Michael Ward with a nice hit on the backside of of their quarterback and knocked it loose and. He, he skipped and scored. That's what you, that's what you practice and that's what you dream about as a defensive lineman. Forty-two to nothing.
0: Uh, looking at the uh, score in from Rippon and Lake Forest, I got it up on my phone now. It Was seven up in Lake Forest. Now seven-three Rippon with a field goal with about four minutes left in the second quarter. So Lake Forest up seven-three in a battle of the other two unbeaten in the Midwest Conference. Straight ahead, nowhere to go. Up to about the twenty-nine yard line. You said that all day today. Oh man. No way yeah, this go. is a broken record here. Gain of one. Well, the Buccaneers second and nine. Another second and long, third and long. Scott's defense has come to play. And I thought the Scott's defense, even though lost to uh, Wartburg there uh well so it was it thirty four to seven but the Scots were up what seven nothing at the half or seven seven at the half? No, it was zero 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 no, zero three zero at the half yeah 3 yeah it's a three nothing at the half. So I thought the Scots played pretty well against Warburg, who's like you said six and zero now so
1: And if you recall the punt team was struggling in that particular game and that caused short field for Warburg a couple uh, different times if you recall.
0: Throw from Schaefer out to a receiver out there, uh, Chris Moore. And that uh, went nowhere. I think maybe line of scrimmage. Nope, they're going to say a loss on the play. Yeah.
1: He caught it for about a three-yard gain. It went yeah, immediately backwards. It went backwards. Like it went backwards. Like he couldn't get away from the defense quick like enough. Yeah. It's almost like the guy that, uh <laughs> you're boxing the other guy, you run around the ring. He's got to around the ring. Yeah. Don't,
0: don't
1: hit me. Back to the 26-yard
0: line. So it'll be third and 12. And we'll see uh, Personette and Tevin Baker ready to Rush from those ends, and Shaper then a little uh, tucks it in the in the belly of the running back for potentially a little draw play there and tackled it. as soon as the handoff was made was uh,
1: Caleb Elder on the carry and he, had, he didn't have a chance honestly no it looked like what, what are you supposed to do I mean Barry Sanders gets tackled in the backfield there
0: Shaper who. Just preached around and kind of tucked it in the belly of Elder there, trying to hide, trying to hide it, and it didn't work. No, not at all. On comes the punt team again. Over the Buccaneers, standing on his own forty is Nick Harris, I think.
2: Oh, well,
0: yeah. nearly got the punt block again and shanked off to the side. Scouts are going to get it at about midfield, maybe even uh, maybe even a little deeper.
1: Devin Lawrence on no. the on the fair catch call over here in the street clothes. That yeah, that's the floor out of bounds. A terrible spot.
0: That's where Lawrence caught it, about three yards out of bounds.
1: He should have another five
0: to ten yards. Right, I know it didn't go out of bounds. And then take a 90-degree angle right to Devin Lawrence. But Scott's going to have good field position again on their own 49. Again, leading 42 to nothing with 3.14 to go. Now it's just a question is uh, how long do you keep the starters in there? You've got another game next week against... Cornell and Cornell is uh, two and two in conference play. You're on paper. You're going to have a stiffer test next week, before you get the uh, the uh, Lake Forest ribbon games back to back. So you got a couple weeks here. That you've got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Offset gets the pitch from fetter and now the double reverse. Here comes uh, Uraz and if he could pick up a block, he's not going to. And now we got a flag behind the play. That's going to be on the Scots. That's back in the middle of the field. The tackle is made here on the sideline. You're up 42 to nothing doing double reverses here.
1: Well, I think that's one of those things you put on film and you tell the other team, hey, this is something, something you need, need to watch for. You it's just got to watch for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's just...
0: Normally, you think to yourself stuff you don't want to put on film, but that's a good way of looking at it, stuff you do want to put on film. You, you want to put on film and, and about, say, hey, you, you got to think point. about
1: this play and you got to practice for it. I'm taking up 10 minutes of your practice time because you've yeah. got you to say, hey, this is what this, they did against They Lord. did this once and who knows when it will come out of the playbook again. Yeah,
0: normally I'm the kind of guy that says don't put anything on film but that is it's it's kinda like playing poker. You maybe you do want to put yeah, a tail out. I'm gonna
1: waste ten minutes of your time on a play I'm probably not, well, by the looks of that play and how far back we're going here, what are we first and in... Yeah, that
0: was a fifteen uh or was that a hold behind the play way back in the backfield. Yeah, it's a we got our first far pick Nugent, at least on Monmouth College's side. It's second and thirty two. Pitch to Nate Powell oh, loses his footing trying to get back in uh catches it along the sideline, tried to turn it back inside, loses his footing at about 30. Not a big gain there. I think lead him he, second and if, really long.
1: If the 27-yard line didn't make the tackle on the play, <laughs> I think he goes for a long <laughs> way. He probably gets about oh, at least half of it.
0: The, the 27-yard line might be tied to the team-leading tackles right now for the Buccaneers. <laughs> back to pass is Foyt Federer over the middle, caught by Thorne at the 32. He's loose. He's going to get... Uh, Near first down yardage, inside their territory at about the 48. Yeah, he got a good chunk of that yardage back. It's third and manageable now.
1: They were in man-to-man coverage there, and he had the underneath route, which when you have the underneath route in a man-to-man coverage, you're going to run for a while.
0: It went from second and 30, probably 30, right around 30, to third and eight now.
1: He got kind of twisted up on that play, too. Someone's going to come out and... uh Keep walking it off there, my friend. Keep moving. Keep moving. Or at 42 to nothing, we'll put some sweats on. Yeah. You and Devin <laughs> go go uh, partner up over there on the sideline.
0: Third and eight. For Fetter. Back to pass. Screen pass. Uh, boy. Popped up in the air. That's going to be picked off by Beloit off uh, tip pass. Is that Devin Pinkert. I think they were trying to throw a screen pass to Pinker. That had a little heat on it. Yeah, was For eight, Fetter, uh, that was more of a pass and
1: it was a little stream blob pass. I look like a hater fastball. You can't come in and shut <laughs> yes. the door on the Dodgers last night. Padres up 2-1. Who could pop that? Padres. Matt, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and Matt Wheaton over in Galesburg, the writer uh, uh, for... <laughs> Mike, my college roommate, Mike Lewis, would be saying the same thing. See <laughs> a Target fan? Yeah, He's really. Brown and yellow. I don't know. understand the colors no. on that. But... So,
0: Fender is going to get uh, going to get the the interception on his on the record there but that was a screen pass If it gets completed I have, have got enough for the first down but as it is the buccaneers will take over the probably their best field position so far
1: play game in this
0: ball game and, yeah, I see the play clock down to zero and now they're delay a game after a turnover your first play from scrimmage the scouts got one earlier earlier in this ball game
1: that was after the quarter.
0: Now was after a quarter, and now after a turnover, Beloit's going to get another five-yard penalty. So, sack first and fifteen, back to the forty-three-yard line. Back to pass is Shaper and Are jumping you his me? man is personette, The pass is incomplete, but personette actually just popped over his blocker. And if he didn't get rid of that, Shaper might have been driven back to about the fifteen-yard line.
1: Yeah, you might have picked him up and ran him into the end I'll tell you this, I saw Corbin play basketball at Pittsfield back in his day, his playing days, and the guy can't jump. So, he obviously, we have to see the visual on that, but on radio it's hard to hard to explain how <laughs> high he was up in the air there.
0: Uh, first of that goes uh six, four, 240. Second and 15th, all the incomplete pass. It's time to give straight ahead it and then maybe, time. yeah, that was, uh, was that? Over oh, the Scots looked like they had him stop for about a three-yard gain, but the tackle actually flipped him forward.
1: Is that Secaucus? Yeah, yeah or Tomoski. I couldn't tell which. This uniform kind of ruffled up or gathered yeah, up on. Yeah, I think it's was Tomoski.
0: Third and 11. Yeah, Tomoski had him for probably a
1: two- or three-yard loss. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Flipped him. Yeah.
0: The running back flipped forward for about three or four yards. Third and 11. For oh boy, we are under a minute now. 55 seconds, clock is moving. Scott's lead 42 to nothing, trying to get a stop here. Back to pass is Schaefer. Another screen pass set up and tackled immediately. That's going to be a loss of about five. And that screen pass went absolutely Demonte. nowhere. Tomahki again.
1: He got trucked on the play before, but he said none of that. Scott's, Scott, you're going to take a timeout here with 38 seconds to
0: go. It's the first half. I, You know, if you're taking the timeout maybe in the third quarter, you wonder, yeah, yeah, they're punting into the wind. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah but it's well. the first half.
0: I mean, you mm-hmm. might as well try to stick another one on here. Scots have been really close to about every punt that Beloit has had as far as uh, getting a block. Tickham's Electric timeout. If you're looking for an electrician contractor you can trust, call Tickham's Electric at 335-3034 or go to Tickham'sElectric.com. All Scots here in the first half. 38.8 seconds. They're going to get the ball back. Unless uh, Beloit tries some crazy kind of fake here. Casillas. Alonso Casillas, the punter for Beloit. Back is Michael Harris standing on his own 20-yard line. Casillas awaiting the kick. Let's see if they can get this guy to jump, and they don't. Casillas pumps the ball. Another kind of one of those one of those sideways kicks and it's a sideways bounce. So
1: 30 seconds on the clock. So you get the ball about what 38 yard line? 30,
0: yeah, 37, 38 yard line. So not a not a kick, great kick at all there by Casillas. and He's got that sideways spin to it. So when it hits it, it goes sideways.
1: Well, at this point too, he's just trying to get, get yeah, rid right, of that too because he's had a couple like you said just and this Montcal just missed getting them blocked. But. So
0: did you, did you take the timeout just to see if you could go get the punt? Or are you going to try to score here? You take it a knee. What's what's the uh, game plan here?
2: Well, I do got better out
0: there. He's out of the shotgun, so the scouts no, are going to no offense to Get get uh, Zelkis out the field goal here.
1: Maybe I mean at late, you're looking later than years to better oh, fumbles the snap and throws it complete. Inside the Territory,
0: two Saint. Turns it back inside, down to the 40-yard line of the Buccaneers. The clock will stop till they get to the uh, reset, so you could probably spike one here. Yeah, they're going to get a spike here. they still got two timeouts. Ooh, the fake spike. Down the right sideline to Thornton, up for grabs. Nearly caught by Nate. You are fake spiking
1: with 13 okay. seconds left in the play. Dan Marino. 22 to nothing. we got Dan Marino on us today. Wow. That's
0: not, I thought for sure we we're going to get a spike there and then we'll reset and get going. But no, the fake spike by Fetter and then Thornton down the right sideline. I thought he was going to come up with that for a minute.
1: I didn't think he put a little more air on. Yeah.
0: He gets it. Oh, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier in this ball game that the height advantage that our receivers have over the defensive backs of. Lloyd. So second and 10 with 13.6. Fetter looking down the middle of the field. He's going to throw it. And going to be uh, just out of the reach of his receiver at about the he ten. grabbed yardage. the
1: receiver. It looks like the defensive back kind of grabbed the receiver, but I guess the was...
0: so eight point seven. I don't know where you. What's uh, what's Cody's longest field goal of the season so far? So thirty-three. So you've got to get to match that. I know Cody's got a bigger leg than that. So we're going to have a timeout here, maybe.
1: Well, if you're taking the timeout there, then you're pretty much saying we're going for the end zone here, right? I mean, Yeah, I think
0: you have to. Yeah, I mean, you got to get – and Cody's got a leg as long as it's 33. I'd like to see him get a shot at maybe a little bit of longer field goal. five
1: 40, you know, I yeah. can get to, what,
0: the 30-yard line, that's a 47-yard field goal. You're sitting at the 40 now, so you need maybe about a got to be a quick out. 8.7 seconds, going to have to be a, a really quick out. And the
1: 10-yard out is going to take probably at least five or six seconds. I'm not busting on I'm team. Off team, but if he gets out of bounds there, then the next play is not a fake, which took up some time. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, uh, yeah. clock management is not not the greatest there.
0: I, I agree. And it's not going to matter in this one at all. you yeah, got five
1: more yards that could have saved six more seconds. A couple more seconds. weeks from
0: now, you want him to go out of bounds. You
1: want him to go out of bounds. And that's what that leads to is a teaching point in film session mm-hmm. tomorrow, right?
0: Because I don't know, I don't know what else Coach Brown's going to pick out of this one. <laughs> Just to pick on you, coaches find. Oh, he'll find oh. something. Coach Brown will find something. <laughs> all right. You and I think about it. We can find something. <laughs> Ticks electric timeout. Both teams back on the field. Third and ten from the third from the 40-yard line of Buccaneers. Eight point seconds. Eight point six seconds. Now a timeout taken by by the Beloit Buccaneers head coach Ted Sankson.
1: Uh, all three timeouts by Beloit in the first half are defensive timeouts.
0: When you're down forty-two to nothing, I could I could definitely understand I that. Think you for need sure. practice. We're going to take a thirty-second break. Come back for this. Uh, uh, this maybe maybe the final play. I, think I put some time back on the clock. It's Down at seven point five, the timeout was taken. We'll be back in thirty seconds. Back here, back to pass is better over the middle. Complete at the twenty-yard line. He gets down quickly, and then the Scots can call a timeout and bring out Cody Zelg if they wish to. Uh-huh. Yeah, how comes Zelk. That's a nice play. Gets uh, two point eight seconds left on the clock. Down to the twenty yard line and,
1: and uh, smartly getting on the turf. Yeah. Way was only it was trying to kind of invite him to continue to run, but great job of you know, we talked about the time management, and that ended up being a nice little play there. That'll give uh, that'll give Cody Zelk a thirty seven yard attempt. So,
0: yeah, 37-yarder here, as long for the season as 33, and you never know. You never know when you're going to eat Cody down the down the stretch here, and you can practice all you want in uh, during the week at these 37, 47, you know, 40-yarders, but you need to see this in game action, and he has, but, yeah, there's something that'll count.
1: It's hard to put emphasis on a 42-0 lead with a field goal making you making have some existence, right? But, you know, like you said, make
0: it game-like. Left hash for the right-footed kicking Zelk with 2.8 seconds left. 30-so low snap. Gets it the uh, and oh, the... And just right. missed it. Yeah, pushed it right. Great job again by uh, Brendan Bishop, you talked about it earlier this game, the, the low snap, and he just got it down. Zelk's foot was literally in motion of kicking when when Bishop finally got the ball settled in. So that's going to end the first half. Forty two to nothing. Mama Cal is leading Beloit. We'll take a three, four minute break here, come back with some halftime. We'll talk about some uh, some high school games last night. We got a score in from Lake Forest and Ripon. We'll break that one down. So we'll be back in four minutes. Forty two to nothing Scots lead the Beloit Buccaneers. Welcome back to April's Zorn Memorial Stadium. The Scots leading the Beloit Buccaneers forty two to nothing just uh, having their way with the Buccaneers here on a Saturday afternoon, a chilly Saturday afternoon in Monmouth. I mean it was it was Monmouth all 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 day, all time. Two and a half minutes the in they had a seven up a lead and then it just uh, just kind of exploded from there. As we start the halftime show, which is sponsored by L M P Insurance Agency. For your auto home, commercial, life and apartment insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Judy Martin at seven three four Two one one six. Yeah, all, all Scots today, baby, just from the opening kick.
1: Yeah, and if you look time of possession, Boyd's leading the time of possession 16-13, to 13, but when you're working as efficiently as the offense is, and, of course, a defensive touchdown added to the score as well, but um, it, it, that that would be the only thing that really, time of possession is the only thing that Boyd has going for them. Um, but And we talked about this a little bit, too. This, this is a get-right game. Offense looks like it's, of course, whatever the they're, they're given Boyd's given them, they're taking them, and they're getting
0: positive yards out of it. Yeah. Anything else you see? I see uh, 17 to four first downs, Mammoth College over Beloit, uh, which makes it amazing that they're leading the uh, the time of possession. Yeah. By by uh, over three minutes. And the Scots have a 17 to four advantage in first downs.
1: With that hurry up offense, I know. That yeah. True. Yeah. And, and I also think uh, that was kind of a, a strategy, a plan of action today is. Let's keep Late's defensive lineman on the field, run them east and west and get positive yards, which was we kind of talked about that in the first quarter, they were getting the quick out patterns, the quick hitches, and, and getting positive yards, and then they were running east and west and getting upfield, getting six, seven yards a pop without Mr. Albers. And, you know, I, I give credit to the game plan today. It's keep Boyd's defensive lineman going sideline to sideline, and they just can't keep up today.
0: Yeah, we'll go through the scoring here real quick. Twelve and a half minutes left in the second first quarter. Jaker has a 21-yard Touchdown pass from uh, Carter Boyer, made it 7 nothing. Nate Thornton, a 34-yard pass from Carter Boyer with the 9.30 still left in the first quarter. And I believe that was off the free play, wasn't it? The uh, Thornton pass? Yes, correct. Boyer jumps off sides, and then, uh, Boyer and Thornton recognize that. So Nate just went down the sideline, and Cody, uh, Carter Boyer got it to him. And then Carter Boyer with a one-yard touchdown run, followed by Brendan Bishop, a six-yard touchdown catch from Carter Boyer with left in the second quarter with 10 minutes left. Riley Fetter. a fun, exciting 40-yard dash down that left sideline.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I know that uh, we both talked about that. Once he hit the 30-yard line, it's like he had another uh, gear, man. Yeah, the Jets went on, and he took off and and propelled him in the end zone.
0: And then Sincere Brent, another fun play, a (laughs) 25-yard fumble return following the – uh, would you say it was Michael Lord that got
1: a hold of it? Yeah, he was on a uh, free safety blitz um, from the right side of the defense, left side of the offense, and he got uh, the quarterback right in the back and drove the ball.
0: 42 to nothing. that's how the uh, first uh, first half ended. As Cody Zelt tried a 37-yard field goal. Uh, just pushed her wide right, kind of line drive. It was a bad snap again. Uh, a great job by Brennan Bishop, the holder, to even get it down, but the timing was all messed up. Yeah, by then.
1: Yeah, it messed up the timing, messed up the rhythm, the kick, and obviously that that calls for all. It always calls for a push on that when you're not getting your full uh, stride into that kick. Now, look at some individual stats. What stands out individually for you? Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Dugan. Well, you know the rushing uh, yards. You know you got 58 yards by Albers, uh, 56 yards by Federer, especially with that 37 yard r- um, rushing touchdown. And then Pinker had 12 carry or two carries for 12 yards. Um, Carter Bohr had one carry or two carries for one yard, but one <laughs> resulted in that rushing touchdown as we talked about in the quarterback room with Federer and him uh, trying to stick their chest out on rushing touchdown. But Efficient day from the quarterback position, 11 to 15 for Carter Boyer, 7 to 11 for Federer, and they got over 200 yards in passing. Uraz, 47 um, yards um, with five catches for Gordon, 77 yards with four catches. Bishop 34 carry or 34 yards with three catches. Federer has three catches. Now we talked about how he started off and he <laughs> dropped the one and and. I'm sure Boy is going to give him a little bit of... <laughs> You're uh, ruining the... J- traffic traffic. him a little bit on that. Um, but nice day offensively. That's fun in the first half. Can't complain. Uh, three receivers have touchdowns. Um, and then you got uh, two rushing touchdowns. So nice day there on that effect. And then Boyd, nothing sticks out there on their offensive yeah. side. Like you said, I don't know how many times I heard you call. Just nothing there. No game. Those kind of phrases. <laughs> and, and that's... that's that is exactly what has happened. Uh, Personette and Baker and, and, and the bunch and Tomoski, you don't want to discount him because he's been in the backfield and has some nice reads. And, and then you go to try to pass, and our defensive backs have been stride for stride and, 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 and coverage. So it's, I, don't know, I don't know what to do with the boy. And half thing we can do. do you yeah. talk about that. Exactly. Right. I mean, at some point in time, it's, it's a, definitely a moving target. And, and secondly, you just can't fix everything.
0: Corbin personette credited with us. he did get credit with the sack during that first half so that gives him five and a half through the first uh, half of the season and heading uh, to, coming off the 14 sack year last year which set a uh, set of call, a single season record so he's trying to trying to match his own record in, in uh, and, hopefully, and I don't know if we're going to see a whole lot of personnel here in the second half, but he's going to try to at least get a couple more. If he does, he's got to pin his ears back. I don't know what the play call is, but he's going to get the quarterback.
1: <laughs> I would certainly think so, and, and Boyd didn't really get away and just start going around there, especially when they're down so many points in the second quarter. They still were trying to run the ball, but just not uh, very efficiently.
0: Unbelievable, and I, I was going to bring this up in the pregame and, and totally forgot. Uh, the Scots in the first half of the season scoring-wise, first of all, in the first quarter, they have outscored their opponent 70 to 7. They only give up seven points all year long in the first quarter, 70 to 7, and then a 64 to 10 advantage in the second quarter. So in the first half alone, 134 to 17 in the first half alone, and then add that 42 to it uh, in this one. So really, if you look back in the first quarter, 21 points in the first quarter,
1: 91 to 7, 91 to 7 in the first quarter. And, and if you got, if you're getting spotted that many points, especially defensively. Um, with our with Mom McCauley's defense out there, you're you're going to be looking good for the next three quarters.
0: 85 to 10 now with another shutout and another 21 points in the second quarter. Just um, just getting off to amazing starts, which you know he, as a coach you're going to worry. Well, my guy's going to play four quarters here eventually with with Lake Forest and Ripon up, and they did last week. Because the University of Chicago had to play four quarters and seemed to be just fine. But you also stay healthier that way, too. So it's a a half dozen, one, six, the other.
1: Right. And there might be some listeners raise their hand. (laughs) Wait a minute. Who do you play? Well, you play Wilford. You're six and four. And they only scored three points. the first half. So um, I I don't know what to say about that other than defense. And Chicago. Yeah, and defense has just been a main contributor to all the wins that we've gotten to this point in in the season. And who's going to hear that's what we're going to have to hang our hat on. For the rest of the season, and if the offense ever picks up pace, look out.
0: And I know, uh, folks, for years now, when you when you talk about Monmouth College, you talk about you know quarterback play and an NFL quarterback, for that matter, too, that, right. that came through the the, the uh, program here. But I'm telling you, the last the last several years, they've hung their hat on their defense. It's a nationally ranked defense, year in year out,
1: year in year out. And, and you always got one guy that's going to have um, in the team as far as facts go. And this year, I think. Um, it's it, taken away from Boyle's offense, and I don't know how many times they've thrown to the halfback. I'd have to look at the stat sheet on that. But they're keeping the halfback in to chip block on Tevin Baker and person at almost every pass play. And when you do that, that allows Michael Lords of the world to pass rush or stay back in coverage. And now now you put the next guy in coverage, or you send him, it just limits your time in that particular play and getting in your route. So, you know, it just one adds to the other, and it's always been a nice nice easy game for us to call on the defensive side of things when they keep, keep the uh, Mount College football team in, in games like, you know, the tougher games, not mm-hmm. games like this necessarily, but games where, uh, like, the University of Chicago and, and uh, Lake Forest, who's next in a couple weeks, uh, up at their place. And don't, I don't want to look past Cornell by any means, but those are the games you kind of earmarked with them and Rippon coming up in the next two out of three weeks. Well, I'll
0: say we have the scoreboard on the Midwest Conference. Uh, this is brought to you by save a lot of food stores, save a lot of time, save a lot of money, save a lot of food store in Some Scores around the conference, the big one, Lake Forest and Rippon at Lake Forest. That's the two teams that the Scouts are tied for for first place in the Midwest Conference at 4-0. Right now, Lake Forest, who was the preseason favorite, with seven of the ten first-place votes. Lake Forest leading 14-3 now over Rippon. At the half, also Knox, uh, who has got a couple wins already overall, one and three in the conference. Knox is leading Grinnell, and Grinnell surprisingly is two and two in conference play. Never would have saw that. Well, if we played them earlier in the season. Didn't
1: they have the start last year? Same same thing. They won the first two games in the conference with Lloyd Moore on their schedule, and then they ran
0: into some trouble. Then they ran yeah. into trouble.
1: Yep. They uh,
0: Knox is leading Grinnell twenty-one to seven by uh, a couple of touchdowns. There, Knox leading Grinnell at the half. Illinois College is leading Lawrence 37 up nothing. No surprise there. Lawrence uh, having all kinds of issues this year, and IC has the 37 0 lead. Cornell at the University of Chicago. That's a two o'clock kickoff. So just uh, just kind of getting underway there at the University of Chicago today. We'll try to get a score of on that one before we get off the air at the end of at the end of this ballgame. Maybe take a look at some. Uh, scores in the second half. I think we'll probably have some time. Yeah, I think we'll have some half.
1: time, and we'll have to find something to talk about. Uh, other than some of the stuff we've got to give props, to, and they been working hard during the week. I'm sure they're going to get some, some game time um, prep from, from just this week and then see what they can do out there on the football field.
0: Recently, here on the campus of Monmouth College, some, uh, some sad news. Longtime baseball coach, longtime uh, uh, assistant basketball coach at one time, long-time equipment manager at standout basketball player for the moment college fighting scots two-time all-american roger sander uh, passed away we spent some time a little bit of time last week um talking about it at halftime but uh I definitely was looking forward to having you in the booth today to, to kind of give your thoughts on on coach sander you played you played for coach sander in the baseball program here and just kind of get, want to get your thoughts on on coach
1: well and and he not only recruited me, he, and then I played for him, and not only I got the luxury of playing for him as an assistant coach, but I also played for him as a head coach, and then I got another luxury of coaching beside him. Um, what what he's done for the game of, of baseball here among Macaulay and the game of basketball, of course, not only as a player but as, as a coach, the equipment manager, I read some posts of, of guys that probably didn't even play for him, but they had him as equipment manager of how... <laughs> Sometimes he was an intimidating guy and had a, had, a way,
2: had a way of
1: motivating you into getting your stuff turned in on time and picking it up on time. But more importantly, what he meant to Mom's College, just just from the standpoint of he, he is a, just a stepping stone to to the sports over here at Mom's College. Every player knows him, uh, not just because he's an equipment manager, but he makes an emphasis of making those life lessons and he teaches those very well. I recall one time He's talking to gentlemen uh, that uh, they were trying to recruit, and I'm in on the, and on the visit, and he looks, looks the guys dead in the eye because the, the, the recruiting was kind of going south on what they were wanting it to do. They were farmers, and they really, Mama College, has some things for the farming operation, more on the business side than any. But that's what these gentlemen were here for and talking to Coach about. And, of course, baseball is on, on the minds of them and minds of Coach. And he could tell the conversation may not be one that they're going to come to mom with college. And he said, you know what, guys, if you don't come to mom with college, here's what you do with life. You do this, you go about it, you make sure yourself is ha- you're happy and you're accomplishing your goals. And I had so much respect for him, for him at that same point because here he is. Just, he could say, you know what, heck with you, I, I can go affect other people's lives. They're going to come to your mom college. But that's not the guy he was. He, he was a guy that always going to have a meaning to the conversation and in the sense of two guys that never showed up at Momma College, you know, their brothers or what have you. But they, they had had their, their goal set for something else. But he still had an effect on them. Um, and I also remember the times where he would hand the baseball over to any pitcher. And not, not only was I his pitching coach, but I was a pitcher here for Mama College and, and Coach Sanders and Coach Glasgow. He would always hand you the, the baseball to own the rapper. It's a gift to be on that mound.
0: Wow. It's a gift
1: to have that ball in your hand. Wow. And it's just kind of a leadership thing. It was kind of one of those things. I was fortunate enough to talk to his wife this past week um, before the visitation and, and, the, and the celebration of life. And I told her that story, and she kind of like, I never knew that. Nope. I never knew that. It's was just kind of one of those hidden stories. And there's several out there with Roger Sanders on how he affected not only my life as a pitcher here, not only my life as a player here, but my, my, my life as, as uh, a coach as well and, and stuff that I implement and the impact. I know Michael Blazeman in a, in a great speech, um, he talks about impact and how it impacts, the impact he had hit, here hit, hit, hit not only for the players but just coworkers, the, the, just Mom's College and in general, whoever visited, whoever played here. Um, you just know Roger Sander and the Iconics that he brought to the this, this school.
2: I, uh, I
0: was never talented enough to play collegiate athletics. I had a son that was very fortunate enough to play four years here for Coach Sander in the baseball program. And I remember the day uh, that Coach Sander called the house and said, Hey, I'd, I'd like to talk to Alex about maybe playing some baseball here at Monmouth College. So I said to Alex, I was like, Hey, Coach Sander called. He's interested in talking to you about playing some baseball here. And Alex was like, "Ah." And it wasn't a Mammoth College thing. He just wanted to leave He wanted to leave town and go to school. He's like, I don't want to go to Monmouth College. It's right across town. You know, I've, I've seen this place forever. I had no interest in going to Monmouth College. Let's go talk to him. Sunday afternoon, let's go talk to Coach, Coach uh, Sander here at the college. So we, we, you know, in the car ride over here the entire way. I'm not going to Monmouth College. I don't even know why we're going to this meeting. I'm not going to Monmouth College. On the way home, Alex says, I think I'm going to Monmouth College. He right. was dead set not coming here, just speaking with, with Coach Sander for, you know, a half hour, forty five minutes, whatever it was. He, he 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 told Alex, This is where you need to be and this is where he was. He graduated, he's got he's got a great job because of it. He stayed eligible <laughs> you know, which is sometimes <laughs> hard to do in in college you know, with the with you know, trying to pass this tough finance class that you probably uh, are aware of in yeah. uh, college. Yeah an heck time and, and Coach Sander got him a uh, basically got him a diploma, kept him kept him eligible and and he's, he's, he's doing well today. And that is all to thank for that one meeting, that one half-hour meeting with Coach Sander, what's
1: to and, do with that. I guarantee you the, the questioning and, and probably the motivational questioning he had with Alex was, you're left-handed and can you get out and throw straight? <laughs> <laughs> well, those <laughs> three <laughs> mistakes <laughs> mentioned that. <laughs> exactly. Mentioned more yeah, than exactly. Once. Yeah. I've been there done that, by the way, with, <laughs> yeah. with him and been in front of him to, to kind of receive that question. If you can do those three things, he's going to be able to pitch for – Roger Sander and, and that's kind of how he went about his business throw the ball throw strikes get outs and when you do that you're going to pitch for him
0: it was uh, was a nice celebration of life I wasn't able to uh, to attend it on Thursday but I heard of course Alex went and, and and had some really good things to say about it
1: yeah Lane did a great job Michael Blazing did a great job and of course the closer to the to the program was uh, Terry Glasgow and of course Reverend <laughs> did a nice job as well but uh, he had, And, of course, Michael poked a little bit of fun with Dr. Glasgow, but and as Mr. Glasgow or Dr. Glasgow got there, he said, don't ever make poke fun of a guy that's going to have the mic right after you. So that was kind of how how that uh, conversation went.
0: Yes, I heard nothing but great things it about was, that celebration. It was, good. It was celebration.
1: And even the celebration out at the Legion with just former players and, and guys he coached with, guys he went to school with, all those things, and and the stories got better as the night went along. <laughs> of
0: course, those are the stories we'd like to, to have on the air. But those probably aren't. We can't to share all, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> right?
1: No, not not by any means.
0: Uh, great uh, great honor of, of a great man here. At, at, as far as the college goes, and just a great man in general. All right, we're ready for the second half here. Forty-two to nothing, Monmouth College leading Beloit for the Farm King Kickoff. Family store with more since 1959. Seems like uh, Cody Zelk's leg is going to be all worn out by the time this one is over a kick down to the 15 yard line good return out over the 35 close to the 40 by the uh, Beloit Buccaneers good return there to start of the second half interesting to see what uh, both coaches uh, told your ball club. i mean on, conversely we're talking about coach coach songson you know, or Sanson you know what do you tell your ball club down 42 nothing if your coach if your coach uh, braun what are you telling your ball club
1: yeah I'm sure he's, he's going to move guys in and out but it's still like hey we, we got a second half of this game let's take this seriously and um, from a team standpoint, you want to do things like. Right.
2: looks
0: like starters are still
1: out there. Individually, for the though. Individually. Yeah. It's time to pack your stats. Get exactly, your stats, get right. Get your get your loss of yards um, with tackles in the backfield. So um, they're going to be just as hungry, I believe.
0: First and 10 from the 40-yard line on the Buccaneers, their own 40-yard line. Out gained in the first half 338 to 26. 30 plays ran in the first half for Beloit, 26 total yards. Give straight ahead now. Popped up and ball loose on the field. Looked like uh, quarterback Shaper wanted to pull it back out of the belly of the wide receiver. Excuse shooting the running back and his uh, uh, Marquez. And Marquez said, "No, I'm just going to keep it." He tried to anyway. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't. I think yeah, that's why Marquez is going off to the sidelines. I don't think that was the read. I think the quarterback keeper or going on the right side was the key. Was the play and the read.
0: Awesome. three second and thirteen. After the uh, tumbled end off between the running back and quarterback, there first half Schaefer was four of twelve. Good, now you, and you mentioned uh, what a good a half. Both quarterbacks did Boyer eleven for fifteen and Fender seven for eleven. Schaefer under pressure and just throws it up. Tomowski Tanner Tomowski all over Schaefer. He was looking for an open spot to throw it, and there's a flag. Is that going to be on
1: intentional grounding?
0: Intentional grounding, yeah. yeah I, didn't I didn't get back to all my scrimmage.
1: I was trying to figure out where that actually
2: hit.
0: I didn't even think about the intentional grounding. I seen Schaefer throw his hands up and, and was looking at the official. I thought maybe he said something, but I it's definitely got to be intentional grounding here, and that's what they're talking about i know, because Schaefer kind of got thrown to the turf there, and he got
1: up with his hands
0: up, and I thought, well, maybe yeah. he said the magic word to yeah. one of the guys <laughs> in the
1: stripes. Four words. <laughs> Yeah. But the uh, flag sits at the 23, so that's where the ball would be spotted, right, because it's lost it down and, and where they've been tackled. Right. Oh, they're going to pick it
0: up. And I was watching, actually, I was watching Schaefer, so I didn't see where the ball landed, but, boy, it
1: didn't seem like it got out there very far. we got to talk to Woody over there. He's got <laughs> to pull that uh, first down marker. <laughs> they're in negative. That's probably what he saw. He saw the first down marker and not the, the where the third down no, marker true. actually is. Yeah. So that's, that's probably why they waved the flag on that one.
0: Third third he three. didn't get
1: by that line of scrimmage by very much, though.
0: Penalties in the first half. Uh, three for Monmouth College and just one for Boyd. Oh, my goodness. Over the head of Schaefer. He's chasing it back inside the 15, and by the time he lands, and it's going to be back to the 12-yard line. Yeah, I was looking down for the penalty stats. Was that a snap over Schaefer's head? Yes, that was all the way back inside. This is a promising start. They already had the ball on their own 39 and start a whole fresh new half here. And then next thing you know, it's fourth and...
1: You ever see... God, I can't uh,
0: even count the. They've got 37 on the board.
1: You ever see a uh, water boy when Hen- Henry uh, Winkler... As the coach just kind of starts stepping back at the second level and third level of players, I think that's what their coach is doing right he now. He thinks it's
0: just kind of you know, stepping back a little bit. Yeah, I think it's just not going over boy right from the opening kick today, and not good things. Oh, now the punter just about fumbles it, and I think they might have got a tip fall, so it's going to hit them up the thirty-yard line and take a Scots bounce to boot. So they have a tip. Was that? I'm looking for a number to see if that was burgering in there again. Jay, Jackson's been all over the punter all day today, but it's not.
1: And I had a little bit to do with the low snap. It just kind of blew up the play on on the timing of it anyway.
0: So it'll be Scott's football. Get deep inside Beloit territory, inside the 30 at the 27-yard line.
1: Yeah, just uh, not wanting to, not the way we wanted to come out of halftime by any means want to throw a score at you, Sean, because we've been doing this for a long time, and I don't ever recall saying Illinois is on <laughs> the that for college football.
0: Top 25 this week, right?
1: And they beat Minnesota today, 26-14. Break up the Illini. And, and Minnesota's no slouch. Yeah, you know, right. They got right. some nice quality wins. Yeah, this was a,
0: a, a good test I've been seeing all week for Illini. My pitman has got the week off, so I've just been staying away from college football this week. That Federer gets the carry. Yeah, he does. And yeah he gained her about one for Robbie. What did Robbie have in the first half? I know you mentioned it, but he had three catches for 13 yards, I believe.
2: Yeah. One yeah.
0: drop. Had four had four carries for 56. That's a 14-yard average. Yeah. Federer. So, was, of course, I think 40 yards of that was on one play. It so was, yeah. I think i gets a little. Uh...
1: They just keep giving, um seven, eight yards on a little hitch route and well that's probably why the Scouts are passing at sixty six percent of the team, sixty eight
0: percent for Riley Fetter and sixty seven percent for Carter Boyer coming into this one and they sure haven't hurt their stats today. There's a that's gonna be credited for a pass. That's a complete pass on Fetter from from Boyer as he was in motion and just a full flip pass. That counts as a that's a completion. And now behind the play at a Beloit Buccaneer down and right around the area of uh, the Scots, uh, Derek Brown. Offensive lineman from Pekin, Brown's uh, a senior. Seems like I've been saying Derek Brown's name for a lot of years.
1: Well, and I don't want to knock what Boyd's doing, but you know they're sending two linebackers there. The jail, jailhouse blitz. But when you're getting beat on the outside, the perimeter of of the offense, time in and time out, it does you no know good to kind of come up the middle on the blitz. It just does no good. You're basically throwing six, seven guys in the box and College is taking advantage of it because they're running outside and running the hitch routes and hitting 7, 8, 12 yards of the pop.
0: Man, down for the Bloight Buccaneers at about the 29-yard line. We've been in the Scots backfield. Can't see number on the, uh know, man. 12-13 to go here in the third quarter. 42 to nothing, Columbus well, College. It's been actually coming on three minutes and haven't scored yet. What's going on with the uh, Scots offense today? <laughs> It'll be 1st and 10 for Monmouth at the 17, 18, 16-yard line on the board. 16-yard line. So 1st and 10 for the scouts. They got the injured Buccaneer off the field, came off under his own power. Boyer and at quarterback, got trips left, two receivers to the right, empty backfield. Boyer, back to pass all kinds of time. Now he gets a little little rush running out of his left. He's going to tuck and run inside the 10-5. Did he get in? He got in for the oh, touchdown. Nice run by Carter Boyer. Oh, Riley, guess what I just did. <laughs> another one on the board. So yeah. the, the internal competition between quarterbacks, who's going to get the most rushing touchdowns? Boyer gets
1: another one of his total. And I see Riley over there congratulating him. <laughs> um, and if they, maybe they do have that competition going. We're going to kind of make our own assumptions here, but... Uh, I like to see that when the two quarterbacks are congratulating each other. Surely
0: not competitive college football players having yeah. any internal kind of competition going on. Zelk's kick is good. He's seven for seven today. Does have the uh, missed field goal and kind of a bobbled snap there at the end of the first half. But he is seven for seven. That's minus two points on your fantasy week football. <laughs> That's right it is. If you had if you had Cody Zolk today, you missed you had a couple minus points. But you got seven extra points. Eleven fifty four to go, third quarter. We'll be back after the Robert Thompson Trucking touchdown for the Farm King kickoff in 30 seconds. Welcome back to Scots football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRAM. 49 up in the Scots lead, Loy College. On the Robert Thompson Trucking touchdown for all your rocks, sand, dirt, and grain, all he needs call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. Zelks Farm King kickoff to Gavin Thorpe, all the way back to the five, still on his feet, ducking and dodging some guys, but actually going backwards with every duck and dodge. Dived up, dodge, dodge, duck, dive back inside the twenty-yard line. Now they're gonna say forward progress at the twenty, but well, he was just taking all kinds of dance moves there. Yeah,
1: he was. He, I don't know exactly what the beat he was dancing to, but he wasn't <laughs> getting anywhere with the football.
0: I try to dance like that. I'm throwing a hip at this point. Eleven forty three to go to the third quarter. No running clock in football folks, so you have to bear with us. We're gonna to to tell some stories here in the second half and get you through with some entertaining.
1: That'll lose the yeah. <laughs>
0: football. We can keep an eye on that Lake Forest ripping. Yeah, thing.
1: That's, that might be more of an eye catcher than anything.
0: Still fourteen thirteen Lake Forest over Rippin' about halfway through the third quarter.
1: Oh, the ripping made a little run. You said fourteen thirteen? Yeah,
0: 3 four, oh fourteen three. I'm sorry, okay. fourteen to three, midway through the third quarter. And now a timeout taken by Beloit, something uh, Coach Sancton didn't like what he saw on the first play following the kickoff. So we'll step aside and take a 30-second break here. Take the electric timeout. We'll be back. First play following the timeout, complete pass from Schaefer to uh, A.J. Fitzpatrick out there. That's enough for a first down. Nice little pitch and catch there from Schaefer to Fitzpatrick you hurting our national defensive numbers here with every one of these 10, 11-yard plays here in the second half. <laughs> I know, yeah.
1: And I'm a fan of line of football and a fan of Monmouth College Fighting Scott football, and both of them are in the top uh, in the na- in nation and uh, as far as NCAA football goes. Illinois is the top, right, in FDF. Uh, I think you're right. And they only allowed 14 today. I don't think that yeah, that's not going to hurt the stats, any for sure, especially at the, the D1 level. And tackled right at the
0: line of scrimmage.
1: At what point in time do you just take that play out of the playbook? Yeah. That's no, just it's going backwards Nothing else. You're just gonna hopefully eat some time off the
0: clock. <laughs> We've still got under, just under eleven minutes, in the third quarter. Second and ten, no gain back to the thirty four yard line.
1: And you are correct in your listening. That it is what he said, third quarter.
0: Or nine, <laughs> it's it's what was it, five o'clock? Was it
1: five o'clock right Somewhere. now? Somewhere. <laughs>
0: One o'clock kickoff. Yeah, we're sitting at 253 on looking now, so we're almost coming on the two-hour mark, but we still got a bunch of time here in this third quarter. But I'm going to guess here before long. We're going to see both teams keeping it on the ground. we get through the second half pretty quick. Second and ten back to pass is Schaefer under pressure. Flushed out to his right. Tomoski hanging on him, and he finally just chucks it out of bounds. avoid boy, Tanner Tomoski was just hanging on uh, Schaefer. Just a split second longer, and he gets another sack to his total. So that's third and ten now. They make some substitution. Off comes Tomoski. Schaefer gets the play in from the side.
1: Well that's Hunter Davino, wasn't it? Oh was that Hunter Davina?
0: I think that was Hunter, Hunter Davino. I think yeah. you're right.
1: Yeah.
0: Look like him anyway. Yeah, forty four. Yeah. What am I thinking? Uh, Tomoski's 52. Yeah, Tomoski's
1: 52, right, now 44. i don't mean to correct you on here,
0: but... No, 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 that's right. I'm glad you did, because I would have kept saying Tomoski and uh, Hunter Davina. Who's hey? he's got a nice season? I think the game that uh, uh, Tony Wyman and I did against Lawrence, uh, uh, Davina got a couple couple of pumps in there. Yeah, from product. Pass incomplete, makes it uh, fourth and 10, I do um Loss on the play of about three, so four and three, on the thirteen.
1: I don't understand a quick out to the short side of the field when you need fifteen yards, basically to get the first down. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it wasn't even a check down
0: Now, right, punting back on for Beloit, standing at his own thirty-five. How a line drive kick's going to hit it midfield and just stop right there? I'm guessing that. Yes first touch it. It no.
2: yeah.
1: should be about the 48.
0: 48. yard line. 40 They're going to call it 40. Oh, 45.
1: They got a little break there. Well, They certainly did. I mean, he hit it
0: at the 48. We've got 48. a guy standing on the 49 yeah, now. now. Yeah, there we, so there there's a the guy in the I feel better field. now. <laughs> I was going to question that four <laughs> exactly. yards. so That might be a matter of the game. But. Right. We've got another Good field position starting here at the 49-yard line, so it'll be first and 10. they got to move the sticks. Six saw is a 45-2. Now they're all moving on the far sideline. More work for our uh, chain gang over there. Scouts on the field. Let's see, is it's still... Boy, we've seen a whole bunch of quarterbacks uh, the last blowout the Scouts had. Quick out oh. and completed. Right along the right sideline, making a nice catch there for the Scouts was uh, Andrew Rockford.
1: And Brayden Dean in the game now, quarterback, too.
0: Brayden Dean is uh, another Rockridge quarterback on the uh, roster for the uh, Fighting Scots.
1: Quarterback you over there, it is. He's he must got to be so. Toby Whiteman, you know. he's the Whiteman influence over there? his old playing days.
0: Straight ahead on first and ten after the Pepperoni's Pizza first down. Good game there inside the
1: 30. They were running it right at the blitz, and I was uh, kind of fortunate that they did so. And I five the yard.
0: did not see who the butcher was from the but, he got, but lit up. he got lit up. I mean, he he was he was going straight straight for the for the backfield, and then all of a sudden his helmet went up about two feet in yeah. the air.
1: Like you said, he he was going that direction, <laughs> but he, he <laughs> went the other direction he so got quickly. Picked up nicely on the blitz.
0: Now, a little play action take? Throws it out, oh, and, ooh, good Ray off intended for Dylan Bone at the 30.
1: E.K. Davis on the play there, freshman, nice little read by number 24.
0: Speaking of the uh, Rockridge Rockets, they've got a nice season going.
1: Um, they're six, and he's double A right now, or 2A right now, um, state ranked. Kind of that
0: win over Kiwani last night, 42-14. to Third and six on the field now for the Scots at the Beloit 30. They give. Straight ahead, he's going to be close to first down yardage, maybe a little short, but probably from the 25, you go for it here.
1: Let's see, really,
0: six-yard line.
1: Not that Zilke doesn't want to bat his stats, but I think yeah, to no matter what here.
0: Let's see, 26, that's a 43-yarder. They're going to go for it. Braden Dean
4: takes the snap.
0: Play. And throws it down the left sideline. Got him.
2: Good pickup. That's a great
0: pitch out there. Oh, he, he just God. dropped it. But there is a flag on the play. So they're going to get defensive pass interference on Beloit. So they'll decline the all-sides call. Great pass. Oh, boy, it was a nice throw. I thought, looking from this angle, we had a pretty good angle on the uh, throw towards the far corner. That looked like that was way over the head of the receiver. It just dropped right down into Jackson Bergeron's hands, and he just lost it before he hit the turf in the end zone. We're going to see what this is. Well,
1: should be 15 yards.
0: Yeah, they were out at the, well, the 26-yard line. See, that would be about a 13-yard penalty then. So when does it become half the distance inside the 30? I don't. I think if if you if the distance is more than half of what you are from the goal from the goal. So since we were only 15 yards making it half, which actually from the 20 the 26, 13, the keeper by Braden Dean, he's going to try to get in the end zone. He says, "Hey, I'm a quarterback that can do this too," and uh, he gets lifted up by Beloy, But a good game by Dean inside the 10 down to the. Five-yard line, yeah, that's a good game. That's about a seven-yard game there for Braden Dean. Um, I did hear, we were talking about Rockridge, you got a good season going. They're 7-1 now overall, and they're going to win the Three Rivers Conference West Division. They're uh, undefeated there at 5-0 and 0 with one left to play. I did hear in the Erie-Proffestown press box, I did the Erie-Proffestown on um, the game last night that, that the quarterback for Rockridge, which I believe would be Braden Dean's brother, Is out for the season, so that's going to put a kind of a crimp. And into the end zone for the touchdown. It is. Touchdown, Scott. Tinker, Devin Tinker gets in the end zone to make it 55-0, pending this extra point with 7.03 to go here in the third quarter. Yeah, that's going to make it tough. Although, you know, losing your quarterback, putting 42 points up on Kiwani last night still – Still, because uh, I'd heard this before the game last night, there was an injury with Rockridge, and coming to find out a little bit later in the broadcast, that it was a starting quarterback for rock Rockridge, who so I, well, I got to see play Mama Throwsville early this year. And he's very talented.
1: Extra point he is good. 56-0 with 7.03 to go third quarter. And I went to school here with their dad, and he was no quarterback. He was a linebacker. So this doesn't <laughs> I, make any sense I, I, to me. I hope, I hope Tom's listening because then I can sit here and make fun of him um, <laughs> on the airway here. But, uh, and I'm not making fun of him by any means. Cause he's, Two pretty he's, good quarterbacks. Yeah, for, uh, yeah, for, exactly. I don't know how that, what, what gene that came out of as far as uh, his kids, but uh, definitely compliment to <laughs> him because I know he's a long standing player here. And to see both, well, one boy at least come here, and hopefully the other will as well.
0: Yeah, it uh, it, uh, it stinks that He's going to miss the rest of the season because it's not that Rockers can't go deep. They got a very talented squad, but boy, you lose your really, really good, talented starting quarterback <laughs> for uh, for that for that season. Uh, it puts it, makes it a little tougher now to it make, make it that deep
1: I, I will tell a quick story about that though. I, I broke my hand in the fifth game in the season, and and our backup quarter led us to. The, to the semi at Knoxville in 88. Um, and You're saying you would have led them to at least the finals then? Uh, I, yes, of course. <laughs> I will say that now, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to say now. I hope Andy Law is not listening. <laughs> Otherwise, he might differ a
0: little bit. Zell's kick off inside the 10 again. Another nice return, or a decent return there by Gavin Ford. Oh, of course, he's out of all practice today. Not uh, over the 30-year <laughs> yeah, line. Hurt. Yeah, now he's hurt. He took a pretty good shot to midsection at about 30. Nice getting up and coming off slowly, a little bent over there. But 55 to nothing was 6.54 to go. That was a Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain, all he needs, call Robert Thompson trucking at 768-2697. And then the Farm King kickoff follows. the family store with more since 1959. Mama Roseville got a big win last night on the road over here in Proffetstown, 28-6, uh, to 6. so that puts uh, on with Roseville in the playoffs at five and three. They started off one and two and lost a couple of games that they wish they had back. To uh, Spring Valley Hall, a game that they were on the wrong end of a 16 to one penalty right. disparity that night. And then and then Morrison. Morrison. Yes, and then the next week lost a two point game to Morrison, so they'd like to have those back, but you don't. Well,
2: pass is picked
0: off by the Scots back in the secondary, about midfield, as Schaefer kind of threw one up to his receiver. And going to get that football was Jeremiah, no, is that 21 or 31?
1: 31.
0: 31, yeah, because 31 is uh, uh, Ethan James from uh, Illini West. Coming up with it, the freshman. 12, no, it's 12. There we go. So it is Hayden Eugene, defensive back from Florida. Yeah, it wasn't uh, Ethan James, it was... It was uh, Jeremiah Alston with
1: the pick. Yeah, we want to give those four guys. Uh, <laughs> <not as crazy. laughs> Keep you know, them coming. The, Keep uh, them coming. <laughs> and what they've had to go through, I'm sure, down there in that that, yes. that way of the world just because of, of the hurricane that's, that's passed through. Hopefully they didn't affect many of our players. But I know it did, not and I know that uh, Coach Scribd came over to MC Sport the other day, and I know they did a nice little uh, um, fundraiser.
2: Well, oh no kidding! The that's
1: awesome, folks and uh, that's great
0: to hear. Lots of Florida kids on this football roster, and across campus for sure. Now oh, a good run around the end. Great run by Alex Hipsiaco from Galesburg. Uh, that's a maybe. I think that's a first down yard uh, run for Alex. He's had some tough sledding. He's getting some carries this year, and he's, he's uh kind of these late games and not getting probably the, <laughs> well, the blocking that he would have liked
1: when they know you're running. It's kind of tough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: Good run by uh, Gypsyako. Uh, his brother, Dre, Gypsyako, is also on the uh, roster for the Scots. With Hunter Davina, got some good Silver Streak uh, representation. What is it with Ridge, Illini West, and Galesburg on this roster? It's a pretty good, three pretty good that programs. Is pretty cool, good sure yeah. is. First and 10 from the 43-yard line of Boyd, straight ahead. And still on his feet, making guys miss, is uh, Javarius Whitfield. Devarius Whitfield from uh, Ottawa Getting some carry here in the second half. You're going to see a lot of that here with 540, still 540 to go third quarter. Now a man down for Boyd after a five-yard run. We're going to step aside, take a quick 30 here while they're tending to the uh, the uh, down Buccaneer. We'll be back in 30 seconds. It is 56-0, Monmouth College leading Boyd. Back here at April's Own Memorial Stadium, they got the injured Buccaneer off the field. That was Bernadel, and Jogged off under his own power. Second and five for the Scots from the 37-yard line of They Again, a little stretch play to the short side of the field. That is Jeremiah Austin. Gets
1: first down. He got close. So he's going to be a little short. That'll bring up a third and one. Yeah, he's a little short. You saw so the referee whining that clock and... I think everybody here today wants to see that continue <laughs> uh, with the wind in the clock and the score the way it is. And, and by no means, I, I don't want to displace the players that need some time as well. But uh, you know, it's it's 50, 56 to nothing, there's not much you can say about what's going to happen from this point forward with the with the win or loss in this game. But uh, some guys out there trying to impress coaching staff, so
0: Got to hear who's getting. Getting on film. That's what you coaches call it. Get some stuff on that's tape. Right. That's what it is. Get some right. stuff on tape. Straight ahead. If you get there for the first down, boy, well, that's going to be close. As Austin goes straight
1: ahead, I think they're going to keep the offense on the field. He's going to be about a half yard short. Yeah, he didn't get much there. Right? No. That's, that's really the first. I count on maybe one hand that we run up the middle. Day. we've kinda of been running off tackle or even outside end and getting positive yards. I would expect them to do that on this particular play maybe.
0: Got Josh Nimrick in the in the on the field right now from Kiwani only freshman running back. Boy was he a ton last year for the Boilermakers. He has got maybe some of the biggest thighs I have ever seen. 5'10", Ooh. Uh,
1: straight nice. ahead. Nice run. And was it uh, you
0: got to carry there? Oh, Alex. Alex. Uh, yeah. I'll
1: let you say the last. Oh, there one. you go. Gypsyako. There you go. He's been practicing. Long he long was.
0: Day, uh, so. He was my. Uh, he was my athlete of the week for uh, the uh, radio station a couple of times, so I got to learn how to say that a lot.
2: <laughs>
0: he did get the first down inside the thirty, down to the
1: twenty nine. He's been in the store a handful of times, and just, just a nice. He and his brother are both nice people, and. And nice young man, and, and glad to see he's out there today making uh, positive results in every carry he's put out there so far.
0: 3.15 on the clock. Scott's uh, using up as much of the play clock as they can. They better get going here. They're down 2-1. They do get it off. Dean stands off straight ahead. Good, tough run there by Javarius. Javarius Whitfield. That's a pretty solid running back there, too. two five nine 185 from Ottawa. Is that
1: that, uh, well, from last Last week from you know University of Chicago, I remember Ambrose having that same kind of same type, kind of bill, same kind, yeah. of, same kind of shift. It yeah. kind of yeah. reminded him a little bit. And anytime you get that zone, zone read stuff, that's that's a positive when you got a guy running downhill that has that that kind of stature.
0: Well, a six-yard gain there brings up second and fourth. and the scouts using up as much of the play clock as they can between plays just to. Can I get out of this one down to two and a half minutes left in the third quarter? got a whole other quarter to go. you got a whole other quarter of stories for these folks? Yeah, sure. Straight ahead. We'll figure something out. Jeremiah Austin. He has got a first down. Yeah, we better get uh, Pepperoni's Pizza. They've had some mentions today with 17 first, half first downs. But Pepperoni's Pizza, a casual pizzeria chain serving wings of New York-style pies, including vegan and gluten-free houses. Diamond Ag and Midwest Seeds know that the best ideas come from the field. Diamond Ag, striving to earn your business every day. Contact Sam Brownlee, Seed Manager for Diamond Ag in Alito, Alexis, and Knoxville. For all your seed needs. Sam Brownlee, uh, on the coaching staff at the United Red Storm, he had a nice high school career for United, and I think one uh, played a little college ball as well. Up north, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Straight ahead. Wow. Another... Out with a carrier. That's A.J. Blanton, running back from Port Richey, Florida. I know those Florida kids. That uh, was a, as a good mention on the uh, on the uh, fundraiser for the uh, kids from Florida. There's a ton of Florida kids on this roster. And like I keep telling Coach Brown, if you need somebody to carry your your luggage down there on these Florida <laughs> trips, let me know. I'm more than willing yeah. to go down there. with you. Exactly. I <laughs> can keep quiet in that room my uh, my. Uh, Daughter-in-law's family is all from the Tampa area, right around the Tampa area. So they sustained some damage. Everybody's safe and healthy, but they sustained some damage for sure. Luckily, it shipped. They said it shifted a little bit away from the Tampa area.
1: But I don't. Right. I have a cousin that uh, not only had property in Fort Lauderdale, but also in the Keys. So mm. yeah, mm. kind of a different. Um, didn't get affected as much in Fort Lauderdale as it did the Keys, but really kind of probably dodged a couple of bullets there.
0: I'm going to have to keep my roster with me here because that was another uh, young man that we had never seen get the carrier. Kenyon Carlton from uh, East Peoria a little. He gets the uh, get carrier there. Freshman for the Scots. I'm just going to keep
1: my, my the record for <laughs> ball carriers? Wow,
0: because there's been at least, it's got to be getting close to double by now. pitching changes like Tony LaRuce <laughs> here. Really? only so many running backs that can carry it. <laughs> Raiden Dean, that quarterback for the Scots. Is straight ahead. It was supposed to go straight ahead, but then breaking out on the left edge is a uh, Gypsyaco. You get the first down. It's going to be first and goal. I
2: think it is. I think it is. Yeah,
0: inside the ten, down to about the seven yard line. First and goal to go for the Scots, and they are. Now they're going to restart the clock. So they're going to be the end of the third quarter. The Scots are going to take a 56 to nothing lead into that fourth quarter. And we'll be back in 30 seconds here on a.m 1330 Fm 94.1 WRAM. Welcome back to April's O Memorial Stadium as we are uh, finally starting the fourth quarter here at, uh, on the campus of Monmouth College, 56 to 11 Scott's leading Beloit and a whole bunch of guys get to them, uh, getting some, getting some, some footage on tape for sure. Uh, and I think from talking to Coach Brown on and off the air on Monday morning, the JV squatters are doing pretty solid this year for the Scots on Sundays when they play their games
1: yeah I know um, well another local product uh, mr. Chandler had a couple couple pigs and not uh, breakups and that kind of stuff I'll give him a little shout out They did a nice job um, I think it was Sunday game right or the Sunday before maybe but I know he had a nice nice uh, game for himself and I think we even called his name in that Grinnell game, and he made the trip and made the traveling squad. So it's always good to see a Moms Roseville guy and all. I'm like, I'll, 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 I'll talk for that since I'm, I'm a local guy, but not, not necessarily mom Roseville When I was an A-town coach, right? But, uh, <laughs> but right. It's good to hear those local guys getting in there Absolutely. and doing some good things. We talked about uh, straight ahead and run there, but be by the Scots inside the five. It'll be second and goal
0: to go. And who's the Scott sideline calling for somebody to get themselves a uh, touchdown run here? I'm about ready to go down and play on And coming off the field is, uh, is uh, Javarius, Javarius Whitfield. And now who are they sending in here? Down to 15 minutes, 15 seconds on the play clock and finally getting to the line of scrimmage. They're trying to get Nimerick. Maybe that's who I was thinking the other day. They were trying to get Nimerick a... Uh, a carry for a touchdown. He was just a little short. Not going to get it here.
2: And yeah, did he he, did. Did he
0: reach yeah I think he got in. That's a great second effort by Jeremiah Austin. His first Scotts touchdown on the sidelines for Monmouth College. Going a little,
1: uh, little crazy here. And did he get the game, but get to take the ball with him. I, mean, I saw him close it to the referee, but yeah, he was almost was it with you. Almost like he was trying to take it with him. Jeremiah Austin, first
0: collegiate, well, varsity collegiate touchdown from Winter Haven, Florida. Irvin. Throw that ball out just
1: in case you yeah. have to go to the hall. Right, right. who knows? Well,
0: you might end up in the pros someday and you wish
1: you'd have that ball back.
0: So on will come Cody Zelk.
1: I know in the homecoming speech of Taylor Steele, he was uh, discrediting me because his record-breaking home run ball got thrown back into play.
0: <laughs> oh, bad snap and Brendan Bishop's going to have to run it in. Did he get there? I think he got in for the two-point conversion. He got
2: in. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, Brendan Bishop runs in the two-pointer. Bad snap,
1: but at least Zelf did not get the kickoff, so he stays perfect all the day. We, we talked about Coach Braun and what he's going to have to find to complain about tomorrow. I'm sure it's going to be the snap yes. to the holder. Even hey. the ones that the Celtics made okay, haven't been picture perfect. Yeah, what what's Bishop gonna do? Hey, yeah, but coach we still scored. <laughs> right, that's what he's gonna say. Right. Although it did lead to a close miss on that one uh, point after. What's Two point one? conversion is good for the Scots. That makes the sixty three point spread official now, right? <laughs> well what was it last year? Sixty three to sixty
0: three to three, I think, was last year's game, so yeah, I think you're right. Yep, 63-3 to three last year. This year, 64 to nothing. following the Robert Townsend trucking touchdown by Austin, Jeremiah Austin, his first collegiate touchdown, followed by the Farm King kickoff here at the family store with Moore since 1959.
1: So congratulations to Jeremy Adelson and his group getting now playoff official, right? That yeah, had a nice win. win last night. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, you know, I think I
0: started telling the story and then I got sidetracked. No shocker there. Uh, Mama throws against a twenty-eight to six win last night on the road at Erie Promise Team Team started one and two, and uh, got themselves back to five and three. And it's probably a really good thing they got that. Kickoff, taking it Princeton. off the twenty-five yard line could <laughs> return about ten yards up to thirty-five because they they were going to see. They're going to see uh... Princeton this Friday and it, needing a win, taking on Prince, Princeton, which is I think, the number three team in Class 3A this year, eight and 0 now after their big win last night. Princeton put 70 points up on somebody uh, earlier this season. Needing a win against Princeton was going to be uh, a tall task. Now you don't necessarily need one; you just go out and get one.
1: Yeah, Princeton's the number three team in the, in the state as far as 3A goes. Yeah, they're
0: really good. And, and
1: you know. I see Catholic and Reed Custer the two teams ahead of them on that in that uh rankings. Straight ahead run there by the Bullet Buccaneers.
0: Actually gets a yard out to the thirty five. It'll be second and nine. Yeah. And the big thing is, is everybody loves selection selection show night on uh, on Saturday this uh, week from tonight will be the selection show. And it everybody watches it anyway, but you
1: watch it with a little
0: little extra when you're waiting for your name to be called. You do,
1: but wouldn't you want to stay out of the 3A and 4A classes? I mean, you got the likes of IC Catholic, Red Custer, Custer Princeton, Tolano Unity, Waynesville.
0: Byron. From what I've heard, there's a really good chance of Sacred Heart Gripping dropping into 3A. So, yeah, let's um, just throw them in cool. and- there, right? And- that, that's fair. And Schaefer mixed up in the backfield. He turned left, he turned right, and the running back was just standing behind
1: so Schaefer just
0: standing there.
1: So let's just say... Sacred Heart Griffin stays where they should be, if not to move up to 5A and probably be a contender in that. Right. But you got, you know, Macomb having a nice year, but Joliet yeah.
2: Catholic
1: Rochester, which that's a father-son right rivalry,
2: yeah.
1: uh, with Sacred Heart Griffin and, and Rochester. And then you got Richmond Burt. I mean, look at those teams. Those are those are legendary high school programs that are in that 3A and 4A group. Hmm. Third and five for Beloit now with twelve just over
0: twelve minutes to go. sixty four to nothing Mama. I've never seen the Scots put seventy up on somebody. And uh Coach Brown, I would almost guarantee he he won't. And stopped at the line of scrimmage by uh that's that Hunter Davina. Yeah, Hunter Davina. Nice tackle there by Davina. It'll gain a little give him a gain of a yard. Nope, they're gonna move it back. Back to the thirty nine. It'll be fourth and five. On will come the punt team, but um, I was talking to uh, my broadcast partner, Jeff Healy, who's a principal at Mama Throws, and we were on our way back from Prophetstown last night, and I was like, oh, it's a selection show next week. It's always fun you know, to watch your name get called. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, not for us because it's week nine and they have the cancellation. It is senior night, homecoming, and ROE Hall of Fame night, all in the same night, homecoming dance on Saturday night during the selection show. Punt taken, and it go, rolls out of bounds inside the wow. 30, and it bounces 25. They finally got a bounce. Yeah, they did. They went forward, yes. <laughs> the
1: bounces, to this point, have been sideways. Right, the back. The sideways
0: or, or the, the scout's favor, but the Beloit punt rolls out of bounds at the 22, 23-yard line. Yeah, so during – well, I said, well, you're as principal, you're going to have to roll a TV into the homecoming dance, put it off to the side, <laughs> watch your name, and then
1: go back to dancing. <laughs> Oh, God help us if he's dancing, right? <laughs> I've seen Ewing walk, and that's enough for me. I don't want to see him dancing. I hope he hears us, too. <laughs>
0: yeah, right.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah because it's a busy night next week. You part. are right, though. That is an exciting time. And, and you know, just like the NCAA tournament when it's selection, even though you know you're in, it's still kind of... Where am I going? Yeah, where, where are we going? In, in, anymore, the Internet kind of blows that up a little bit with the forecast of, right. of where you're going to play, because I've already heard Mom and Roseville's kind of... But Stillman Valley. Stillman Valley is the last thing I saw. That's from, the
0: last thing I saw. Too. Mel, the Mel Kiper of Illinois high school sports, <laughs> Steve Susie. Yes. He's got. He had Stillman Valley uh, down behind the play and really late. The boy Buccaneer holding his left knee. That's never good at the 25-yard line. Gain of a couple there on the. Back to
1: the high school football. But I, when you win Class A, 2A, 3A, and you win it year in year out. Credit to you, but don't you think it'd be nicer if they did? You got to move up. Yeah, you got. When you win two, three in a row, I mean, what the heck? Don't get me wrong. If I was on those teams, I'd say, you know, well, that's not right. That's nonsense. Yeah. I'll say right here, we've we've earned that with um, you know our enrollment and that kind of stuff. And why should we play up? But in the eyes of just the competitive edge, competitive and, let somebody, competitive. and let and let somebody else try to get a win in there and win that championship. I mean, that you know, Winslow is just predominantly the team that to be class A year in, year out, and you look it's at it. The usual suspects every the year. They're the number one team <laughs> 7-0, and, and they're, like, they're doing it in a conference that's uh, one of the tops in the state of Illinois. Should be uh, kind of like,
0: uh, what is it, soccer overseas. You can get relegated, or you can get, you can get bumped up or bumped down. <laughs> that's probably not good either, because my Pittsburgh Pirates would be a double-A team by now. <laughs> We're talking relegation. <laughs> so let's leave that alone. Hey,
1: I'm a Salem Cardinal fan, and we're right there with you, sitting on on the couch watching. Well, watching the games now.
0: your summer was a lot more fun than mine, that's for sure. Uh, the Beloit Buccaneer being helped off the field is uh, that is Cayman Hoffman, sophomore from uh, another another Florida product from Coral Gables, uh, being helped off. Uh, looked like they were stretching out maybe a cramp, but then he's being helped field here so second and eight for the Scots with uh, 1054 to go ticked yeah that both teams wanted to tick off and still waiting to get started here and Scots are already Scott center has been squatting over that football for the last 30 seconds now he got to stretch his legs a little bit I don't know what we're waiting on we have to Reset the play clock. It's down to ten. Snap back to Braden Dean. Straight ahead out over the twenty five, out over the thirty in the pile. He, he popped it out to the left. They got an extra couple. Got a nice round of applause from the Scots fans and the sideline give them a little props. Number forty <laughs> yeah, look back at my roster sheet. There's that AJ Bland again from, from Port Ritchie. Freshman from Port Richie, Florida first down yard. is a little short. Third and one. And I think Addison Fletcher is actually starting to warm the leg up. The punter over here with the Scots. He has not been on the field at all. The Scots have not punted at all yet. So he's
1: getting loose just in case they don't pick up this first down. I'm kind of laughing about this because he does not want to punt right now for his first punt into this win. <laughs> right. But Man, he doesn't yeah, have to worry about
0: He have to worry about Straight ahead first down for the Scott near the 40-yard line, so good game there. Have almost about eight yards for the Scots. And I believe that was uh Jim Sciacca. Getting some good run here.
1: Yeah, I did not get a number on that.
0: I was over here watching the Fletcher warm up for <laughs> this, no apparent reason. This been, yeah, this been, now he stopped. He's like, oh, never mind. He's like, man, from this area of the field, I can really get into one right. L by
1: average. Right. <laughs> You he, get a, what get he doesn't want is to get about the point. Yeah, another 10 to 12
0: 10. yards, you're like, nope. And you got to just, then you're still blasting the end zone. What the heck? Straight ahead is Javarius Whitfield out over the oh, 40-yard line. I like his
1: road. lateral movement. Yeah. Yeah. So he, both he and Alex do a nice job of, once they get to the line, bouncing into the particular hole that they see.
0: Great job by these backups for the yeah, Scots here in the second half. And again, looking over the sideline. A little bit slower tempo than the Scots usually around here, waiting for the play clock to tick down. Under nine minutes, we're down eight and a half minutes, so we're nearly halfway through the fourth quarter. Sixty four and up in Scots, if you're still listening or for some reason just started to tune in. Second and six to give. That's played to the near sideline, turning the corner and getting the first down. Another big. You see uh, that
1: block by? I gotta give him props. Let's find that number. Twenty-seven. Josh Dimrick. Nimrick. Yes, he, he is the crowd favorite all the time <laughs> and, and the team favorite. By this but he completely leveled. He was the H back or slot position. Came out and playing, basically doing Bones' backup, I believe. Came out and just annihilated the Beloit defensive back. His helmet came off, so he gets penalized to come off the field, (laughs) but uh, what a block. Holy smokes. First and ten. Pepperoni's pizza first down for the Scots and they are in Beloit territory.
0: Now straight ahead.
1: And push back. That's the first time they haven't had any positive yardage.
0: Yeah, that's line of scrimmage. What is wrong with the Scots offense today? Kenyon Carlton
1: with the carry with no gain. Nimerick fastened his own back on. He's back out of there. he mean, me a chance of block, Coach.
0: Now, that, now it's all coming back because I don't see Nimerick on the, uh, on the on the chart here, but they were trying to get Nimerick in the end zone back during the Lawrence game. And, boy, the sideline, that's as loud as I heard the sideline all day. They were going crazy open Nimerick to get the end zone. Second and ten from the 47-yard line of Beloit. They give off the left side, stacked up, and maybe no gain again from A.J. Blanton.
1: Will not go down, though. And I it, say that. it is
0: not going down. That's three or four different uh, purple and white shirted Buccaneers trying to get him
1: down. Fletcher's like, oh, I got to warm up. Again.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> Fletcher going back to the net.
1: And the only reason I even know that is because I'm hearing a big old thump of football <laughs> over here, and when his foot hits the football, it's a... if you can hear that in the background, folks, there it was.
2: Yeah, that's,
0: that's an unmistakable sound of foot hitting leather there. Third and ten from the 47 yard line of Beloit. Down to six and a half, and it's 64 to nothing. Mama Cowan's leading Beloit. Yeah, I have never seen, I've never seen Coach Grohl put 70 up on somebody. And I know, ooh, there's a good run by Gypsyaco near first down yardage. Put,
1: now go put it away. To.
0: Yeah, fourth and one. Fletcher certainly doesn't want to punt from here. Even if he put it in the end zone, it's a 38-yarder. Yeah, he doesn't want to come out at this point. I only want to kick about a 50, 60-yard ball at this time. You are going to call Deem off to the side, so they're going to keep the offense on the field. Nothing else, at least try to draw them off. Yeah, I mean, take the five-yard penalty and give, give Fletcher some more yardage. Well, <laughs> and boy, you got to
1: look at this. Sorry, folks, but we're not trying to run you know, not trying to run the score. That's no. not Coach Brown's no. style, by any means. It's more of this. He's probably gonna pooch kick it, isn't he? Yeah, he is. That's a good
0: call. Good call, Coach. Dean pooch kicks it on the to fifteen. Takes, of course, that takes the Scots' bounce. Not a big one, but the lawyer couldn't buy a bounce earlier in the ball game. he rolled dead at the twelve yard line. So Fletcher's gonna save his he gets average. a
1: goal, right? Then he get a score and a in his crossbones.
0: Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Get a, let's get a. Uh,
1: yeah, we need an update.
0: Update on the Lake Forest. Um, Beloit score. Or Lake Forest ripping score here. It is 14 to 10, Lake Forest with the football, with 4:40 to go in the fourth quarter. So Lake Forest trying to.
1: Try to ice it.
0: Trying to ice it and stay on top. Unless something crazy happens here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Scots are going to be tied for first place with the winner of Ripon in Lake Forest. And again, right now, Lake Forest with 440 to go with the football at 14-10. to 10. Straight ahead. Biggest biggest play of the game so far, I think, for Beloit, at least since the first half. Donovan Richardson gets the carry from Winter Haven, Florida.
1: Yeah, they haven't... Had much...
0: Beloit, Mom, and I'm not sure there's any football players left in the state of Florida, is there? <laughs>
1: Good point. Good Lord. I always thought that was Grinnell Baseball. They always got a High rate of of kids coming in and playing baseball from Texas. I'm always like, "What the
0: heck? How do they do what? that?" You funneling to Texas here. First and ten from the 24 yard line. And Boyd themselves is taking all the time they can.
1: And I've lived in Midwest all my life, uh, Midwest uh, of the United States, and there's not weather to brag about <laughs> <laughs> during the months of November, no. or December, and nope. January, and February.
0: Straight ahead handoff from Schaefer. Out of
1: yard. And you can like snow all you want, but sometimes the cold that comes with that and the icy roads and I
0: don't like I don't like snow. I don't like cold weather. <laughs> I don't like, but here we I are, very in Vermont, sad. summer <laughs> done. Yep. 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 I can't wait to retire. I'm going to I'm going to Phoenix. Or I've got a son that lives in Coalinga, California, and it's still 95 there. It was 115 during the day in the summertime. So maybe Jeez. maybe Coalinga is where I need to go. Coalinga. Just because you can say that word out loud. <laughs> right. Second at eight. He uh, is on the Lamore Navy base, so they have to live in Coalinga, which is like 45 minutes away. And... What um, a great job by the boy running back. He was stopped at the 25 by a pretty big dude there from Mountain College.
1: Devin Bush is the one that was
0: the ball carrier. And I want to say that was... 96, 97, 98. Uh, Secaucus, is he in the game still? Surely not. Yeah, Sakakis is still out there.
1: Freshman from Oswego. Kind of jumped on the back of, of Devin Bush and just kind of rode him out. Yeah, Sakakis, six three two twenty. Great job by Bush.
0: Third and five. For The Bully Buccaneers. Play down to two. They snap it straight ahead he's not quite gonna get there. And now we got some uh blocking that's blocked into the whistle if you're bloy. That's blocking the yeah. uh, blocking the whistle and then some, but pushing a couple of Scots back, clear back to the forty yard line. Play was whistle dead at the thirty thirty three. On come will pump on will come the punt team from the thirty two yard line, fourth and two. With two thirty two to go. So the Scots should be able to why not go for it? Yeah, all the Scots are going to put it in the end zone anyway, so no, they're going go to be bland. They're, they're going to be. Um, almost a fumbled snap. Gets it away. High kick lands at the forty-two of the Scots. he finally got a good. He finally got a good bounce. Well, a little bit. A bounce. little bit. out of bounds. So scouts will come out and probably take a couple knees here with two oh nine to go.
1: And, and maybe that's why Boy thought, you know what, let's just call it a day and yeah. we had a long drive home and jump in the bus and
0: call it call I'm not all good. I'm not nearly good enough with the uh, addition. I don't think they could I don't think they can knee this out two oh nine with twenty five second plate clock here. 30 to thirty five between plays. And yeah. yeah, they might be able to knee it out here. If if the officials are on their game. It's a really slow, free spot before they start to the... So you run
1: this first play just to take up six, seven seconds extra than the, the actual meal? Yeah, they're going to go straight ahead. That was a direct snap. Who's
0: back there? That's not Dean, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, is, 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 is it
1: Dean? Yeah. Well, he's, he's
0: just out there all by himself. He looked a little bigger than I thought he was. Yeah, I think
1: you're right. I think he's a grown he. boy,
0: Sean. He's yeah. a grown
1: boy. Just a uh, just a freshman. <laughs> he's the one that put the ball down on the. Uh, he's six two two oh five. Yeah, he's a big guy. Wow, that's like a freshman.
0: Second and eight with a minute forty to
1: go. Yeah, that was too quick of a spot. Re-spot there by the officials. Well, second and eight. I'm, I think it's Braden's the one that spotted it. He, he went over there and put it down on the hash. You hold on to it. You act like you're looking around for an official to throw it to. Well, he kind you of know. did. And to his defense, he kind of did. Now they're kneeling.
0: Now they're going to kneel it out. The team takes a knee with a minute 15 to go. 64 nothing. And and so again, another opportunity for head coach Chad Brown to at least get to 70, at least and. His credit has not done it. We've had some games here the last couple of years in the Midwest Conference. Uh, actually, I think Beloit lost a game last year.
1: Why are they calling timeout?
0: Eighty uh, Beloit lost to Lake Forest last year, eighty-four to three. Yeah, I just i i don't i don't know. This is a timeout. Kind of, I think everybody's kind of looking around. Oh, the fans are starting to head to the exit. It looks like. Uh, Call time. Well, that's another chance to say Tingham's Electric timeout. Looking for an electrician contractor you can trust? Call Tingham's Electric at three three five three zero three four or go to Electric dot com. It's third and ten. The Scots here with fifty nine <laughs> seconds,
1: So now, now you can't beat it out. Well, now you try to get seventy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I would you'd still got to have the upper hand of class there, but that just yeah, I don't know what. Now, the scout's are going to
0: go ahead and knee it. Even if he turn it over on down, surely Beloit's going to knee it once you do get out. No, it. I don't think they'll so. always call time That's out. true, yeah. Yeah, that's... They called they another timeout. Time they called another timeout. They out. did. 64 to nothing, like 52 seconds. Okay, yeah, uh, so, you know, back to high know. school football. This uh... is going to be an interesting <laughs> handshake, I think, at midfield here after this one is over. We had some, uh, had some, and even the officials. I'm looking at the officials, and half of them have their hats off. They're rubbing their head. Yeah.
1: <laughs> gotta earn your money out there, guys.
0: Another thing was Fletcher time out. Uh, Some fans up here in the stands, they kind of got some smiles on their face. What is this all about? Well, I'll tell you what. If nothing else, uh, well, they took the net down, so Fletcher's done warming up. Yeah, well, next, I'll tell you what. That is Division Three sports right there. The punting the punt team's taking apart the net, getting it all put it away. Huh? That's division three sports right there. You take care of your own kicking net. Fourth and twelve. So the Scots offense is out there. Oh, if they go deep here, this is going to be kind of crazy. Oh yeah, you're right. It is punt, yeah. Oh. Straight up in the air. Fletcher's
1: gonna keep his job.
0: Yeah, Dean, uh, with a little quick kick there, it takes a Beloit bounce dead at the 48. Let it roll for yeah. a half hour here. Sure. You they're finally going to call it
2: <laughs>
0: With 40, 40 seconds. seconds. Still got 40 seconds to get on the board. Now, anyway, I, I think I went back to the point. They got beat by 80. They got beat 84-3 to 3 by Lake Forest last, last year. And Coach Braun and I were talking probably off the air before our Monday morning interview. And, uh... You know, we're both kind of shaking our heads. How does it get to? How does it get to 84? Now, I think there was some interception returns. Sure, maybe a couple of follow-up returns in there late. But you know, and Coach Brown kind of had that look. But that's that's not going to happen. Not going to happen with with our with our football team. In in any case. Yeah. And straight ahead, they're not even throwing the football at this point.
1: What do you call? Caleb
0: elder is got to get another carry. The help is average. You got about five on that one. Got about four? So it will be second six.
1: Take your time getting that up.
0: Yeah, they don't have to snap one here. The play that clock hasn't even started, and it's down to 20 seconds. you run, run another run. play? Don't run another play, please. Now, yeah, the two timeouts. Very, I'm, I'm, I'm very
1: confused by the two timeouts. And then they come run a trap play. Yeah. Um, uh, the I don't is already understand rolling. that at all. But well, you don't have to worry about it now.
0: Down, to, that's it. Zeroes on the board. The Scots get the 64 to nothing win to get to 5 and 0 in the Midwest Conference. They are 5 and 1 overall. We'll get a uh, we'll get a score of the Lake Forest. Uh, they should be about done by time uh, our post game show gets done here, real quick. We'll take a look at the stats. We'll get our Player of the Game, which that could be anybody in the Red and White today for sure. As many guys have got carries and. Had good ball games. But we'll take a look at the stats, break that down, and hopefully get a final score of late four, and Ribbon. Right now, it's still 14-10 to 10 with two and a half minutes to go, um, but Ribbon has the football. We'll do all that in three minutes here on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRAM. Back here at April's Memorial Stadium as we uh, start the postgame show, brought to you by Laird's Collision Center. If you have collision damage repair, call Laird's Collision Center at 734-1949. Laird's Collision Center. Professional Auto Body Repair Services, driver's trust. Miles Cowen, 64 to nothing over the Beloit Buccaneers, building a uh, huge lead at the half. Uh, what was our halftime score? It was 40, 42. 42 to nothing at the half, and it's kind of cruise from there. getting mean, the uh, shutout, which was uh, always big for Coach Brown. Always want that shutout.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, that's like we talked about padding stats, but also team stats when they go on, you know. I don't know how many times you said today uh, a carry for no gain or didn't get anything there, those type of phrases you said throughout the day. Um, you got to give the College, especially that defensive line, just did a great job today. Uh, the lady had no running game, no passing game, and that's the result of the, of the scoreboard.
0: Scouts get to 5-0 and 0 in the Midwest Conference. They are 5-1 overall. They'll be in a tie with the winner of the Lake Forest and Ripping game, and you and I have been watching the live video here Unbelievable, Ripon College has beaten Lake Forest. It has just went final. Ripon beats Lake Forest 16-14 to with a late touchdown, 22 seconds, I think, 22 seconds on the clock. And Lake Forest, the uh, preseason favorite, seven first-place votes out of the ten coaches in the uh, Midwest Conference. get a lost their first loss overall and their first loss in the conference play. Rippon
1: College goes to 5-0. It's been a while since they've been up at, the, at the top. And, and I, you know, they beat St. Norbert earlier, the first game of the year, I believe they beat St. Norbert, which, you know, from years past, St. Norbert's yeah, a team sure. to battle with and has been in the conference final so many times here. Um, but now as they have stepped out of the conference. And for Rip to get that win, and, and that kind of just opened our eyes to, well, maybe they're a team to be reckoned with. And now they've just shown it throughout the season so far that they are. Uh, we talked about it off the air, um, Sean, both those teams got to play the University of Chicago. Both those teams got to play Mama College. So it's going to be a, a nice uh, avenue to see who wins this conference from this point forward. We've got, I uh, have the uh, score here of the University of Chicago game. Uh,
0: Thirty-five to seven, I believe. Twenty-five to seven. Yeah, it looks like Chicago is. Uh, that was mid-third or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're probably going to go on, and that'll put them tied with the, with Lake Forest. Uh, with two uh, games behind both Mammoth and Rippin. Uh with that I mean that that Rippin went over Lake Forest because I you know it, it's one week, so you don't see Lake Lake Forest is really gonna have to play hard against Mammoth College now. I mean they were gonna have to anyway, cause you you have the tiebreaker and a tie anyway. But that could I mean that could get down to quarters at the end of the year. Who knows? Like we had what a year or two ago? Yeah, last year we
1: were. I don't know. There was a matrix to it that I didn't understand, and definitely couldn't couldn't even tell you what. Even in the final, I think you explained it to me for 15 minutes, and I you didn't I, really understand. And you either. lost me a hello, and, you know, <laughs> you know. But yeah, more importantly, it's going to be a, a fight to the end. And you know, at this point in time, mom college, you got to take care of mom college. Yep. And next week we have Cornell. You can't let can't overlook that game by any means. Especially after this week, we rested. I mean, there, there's guys that either got to rest for the whole game or they got to rest for half the game at least, and, and they're starters for us. So, yeah, they'll look good going into next week and, and on that front.
0: Uh, elsewhere around the Midwest Conference as we give our score update brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC, Illinois College, uh, comfortably ahead of Lawrence University, 57 and up, and with 12 and a half minutes to go in that one. And the nice College Prairie Fire, they get to uh, – to get to 3-3 three and three on the season after beating Grinnell 28-7, to had a 21-7 lead at the half, hold on for the 28-7 to victory. Am I missing anybody else? I don't think I am. Uh, the University of Chicago, we already talked about them having a safe lead, so uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a last fun four weeks of the uh, college football season. The Scots do have one one more next week. It's a 2 o'clock start at Cornell, so we will, we will not be on the air till uh, 140 in that one but the Scots have Cornell, and then they have Lake Forth and ripping back-to-back, and then Knox, of course, with Knox playing some pretty decent football, that's going to make the uh, Turkey Bowl, if the Scots need to finish out, uh, make the Turkey Bowl a fun one in,
1: in the last week. Yeah, and, and that's kind of notorious. I mean, I've, I've seen the Knox teams, are the ones that are uh, average or better, they just keep getting better and better week in and week out, and with them getting a W over now today, that's cer- certainly a step in the right direction to that.
2: Our
0: final stats brought to you by Country Financial Agent Ben Olson. Let Ben and the entire country team help you prepare for your future with insurance protection to achieve your financial goals. What are you seeing on the stats sheet,
1: well, Mr. Dugan? I kind of chuckle because whatever we said at halftime is kind of the same result. <laughs> and, and we, we talked about running back by committee. Um, as far as mom college goes, I, I don't know if that's ever recorded a record, but I want to say there was 12 guys, 10 guys. I with, would say all day. Excuse me, but um, what a nice job for, for the offensive line! I think that's where the game ball is going to go today because yes, they were running sideline to sideline and cutting up field. And I don't want to displace any running back on the, on the side of Mom College in their backfield today. And what they did, but you just got to give the offensive line some credit because they did their job. And I remember Dylan Dylan Bone. We talked about that in the first quarter, second quarter, where he he pinned his guy in on a nice reach block and. And you just have those kind of things throughout the day. And, and when I say offensive line, even the receivers were walking downfield. So uh, I don't know if we can give out 11 game balls or we'll whatever, we we'll whatever we want. Right? Um, what our budget is, right? What's our budget on the game balls? Unlimited. It's unlimited. Uh, it's unlimited. Okay. okay. Well, she's probably giving away stress balls at this point. <laughs> but uh, I would give it to the offensive lineman. I, I do, too. I think that's a good one. Yeah. They're just across the board. Yeah.
0: Um, protection. I don't think our uh, any of our three-quarter acts play today were under extreme amount of, of duress at any point in time.
1: When they kneeled the ball at the end, that was the
0: only time yeah. the quarterback, quarterback got closer. Yeah. Right. right. So yeah, that's a good one. I like that. So our our, uh, our player of the game brought you by brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office, representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit ClarkandGlasgowLaw.com. Goes to the offensive line for Monmouth College and I think if I, once I tell Coach Brown that Monday morning, he's like, it's a good choice. I like that. It's a good one. All right, my man. Let's uh, let's get set for uh, some college football next Saturday. It'll be a little bit later kickoff, two o'clock kickoff against Cornell. It will be uh, what's that? Is that at
1: Cornell? Let me look at that. Uh, yes,
0: yeah, in Mount Vernon, Iowa, at two o'clock kickoff. So our, our pregame show is the air at one forty, right here on AM thirteen thirty, FM ninety four point one, WRAM. Next Friday night, some high school football on the air for you. Uh, right here on AM thirteen thirty at the ninety four point one WR a team you're very well uh, very well associated with with yeah, with doing some football coaching there recently. It's United taking on Abbey's Naval next Friday night.
1: Yeah, i LA town team of course they had the nice run last year and senior dominant team and they just got a young team this year, still trying to out do what they can out there on the football field where it just isn't in the cards right right now. Last week, one of their better players got hurt. Uh, Kellen Huck got hurt,
2: yeah,
1: um, with a thumb injury. So that doesn't that doesn't help Coach Glenn out at all. But uh, they're they're still doing what they can. They, they did Knoxville a, a game for about a quarter and a half last night mm-hmm. and, and tried to compete. Knoxville just more superior with their style of offense and how they just run it right down your throat the whole game and. And A-town did what they did. It's just one of those teams, and it'll be a competitive game next week, yeah. I would think, with United. And you got a little bit of a bloodline there. I was so, going to say, so, yeah, you know, we'll put that in you, there. We can do
0: that as radio guys. Hey, right? yeah, you've been you've been in that A-town locker room when you're getting ready to play United. Of course, Coach Milroy for United and Coach Quinn for for A-town got some family by marriage. I think yeah. in there and, somewhere. Is, so,
1: um uh by blood, no uh, blood, bloodline there, and. I don't know what side of the field she sits on. I gotta find. Yeah, it. that's a good question. No, yeah, she, sits that's, she sits on. She knows she's <laughs> gotta go home and answer yeah, exactly right. But that, that's Thanksgiving. That's Christmas dinner so, bracket night Well, between those two. You know, last and year. There's a couple teams that need a to win too yeah, to go into it, the off season. Exactly. Exactly. And and both teams had a very good year last year, got in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're not even looking at that right now with the playoffs. They have no chance of getting in the playoffs. So it's more of like you said, a, a, a turkey dinner. Bragging rights game, if you want to call it that. But uh, I, I would like to be a fly on the wall to both coaching sides this week to see what what the plan of action is and how they're going to go about that game.
0: No, uh, I don't know what Princeville's doing today, but they're three and four going in. So if they can get to four and four today, they've got uh, Walter Christian. So they're going to get a win. United just absolutely throttled Walter Christian uh, for their only win of the season. So Princeville's going to get to four and four. So they've still got a shot at the playoffs. Thurk County, I think, has still got a shot at the playoffs. That's six of eight teams for the second year in a row. Six teams from the LTC making the, making the postseason. The two that are not going to get in this year, a and United,
2: who got in last, last year? year? I mean, that's
0: right. just the depth of the Lincoln Trail Conference.
1: Well, oh, it's, it's good, good parity, but it's also one of those things that, it, I mean, we talked about Coach Mel, Ryan, Coach Quinn. they both know what they're talking about and know what they're doing. You just have those cycles of, yeah. of athletes that come through your system and, and – the time to get out is when you know how to cycle, right? <laughs> As a coach, you see uh, like a two or three depth <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so The numbers aren't here, this year, but no. <laughs> uh, you, you really chip your hat to those two coaches because I know uh, both of them are out there on the field and still giving it all they got, even though they're having one win season at this point.
0: I talked to Coach Quinn on Tuesday mornings on the morning show at 7.45, so I'll talk to Milroy after I talk to Quinn on Thursday. I talked to Milroy, so he'll get to hear what.
1: Milroy Coach gets Quinn, the mic last. last yes, Milroy gets the mic well, last I want on to tell, Thursday. So Quinn that before he starts uh, now, and, and, and both of them respect each other, uh, and I've, I've heard both of them talk football. They certainly know what they're talking about, but uh, they both respect each other as football coaches in the football program.
0: Sunday, 97.7 WMOY Next Friday night, we'll have Mama Throwsville there at home versus Princeton, the Tigers, uh, one of the best teams in the class in Class 3A uh, across the state. Uh, will be coming to Coach Doverfield Field next Friday night. Uh, Mama Throwsville got their fifth win last night against Theory of Providence down, so they are in the postseason. They'll to try to tune up a little bit. Against, like Coach Adelson said on the postgame show last night, it's basically we're starting our playoffs next week because Princeton is one of those teams that's that's going to be one of the best teams in the state. So. Really, you get kind of a free playoff game before you get to the playoffs.
1: Well, you know, you talk about Stillman Valley is the possibility of your week one matchup in the playoffs. You win next week. You put your name on the map. Absolutely. You might not have to face a team like Stillman Valley. You may not. And and not that I think you would host at 6-3, but still, you never know. I I know uh, Coach Adolphin is going to do his best to get his team ready for that game, uh, Princeton game. And and for that matter, the playoffs, and you got to put yourself in a position where you're feeling pretty good about your shot sure. going into that um, playoff round one. Six forty
0: with the free game start next week on Sunday. Ninety seven points. all right, that's going to do it, uh, Mr. Dugan. Thank you so much for joining me again. Another big, uh, another big win for the Scots. Sixty four to nothing
1: over Beloit. They look good. They did. They did. They did everything they were supposed to do. Keys of the game. I, I talked about the get right game, and I think they. They got right today and, yes, in and, and all aspects of the game, on the defensive side and, and offensive side. Uh, I tip my hat to the offense, and how they were up and down the field all day.
0: For Brent Dugan and our engineer of today's broadcast, uh, Caden Rogers, I didn't give Caden a shout-out last night. I felt bad about it. Uh, he does a great job engineering our broadcast here. On the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Exactly, I come out to flat tires. (laughs) I'll show you. Uh, Thanks so much, Caden. I appreciate it. Everything our board ops do with PCSN. Folks, have a great rest of your weekend. More football next weekend on the Prairie Communications Sports Network.